afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, your comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me today as co-host is... I'm Mike Siegel. Mike, and we we were just on the Battleship Pretension podcast. Had a blast. Just this past uh, Sunday. Yes, we were. We had such a blast that we've invited uh, David Bax and Tyler Smith to join us to continue our talk of movie soundtracks. Yes, from the Battleship Pretension podcast. Thanks for coming, guys. Thank Thanks you. for having us. I'm so glad we could get together. I know. It's, it's difficult. It's I a mean, logistical right nightmare every time. I'm you, so glad that I stayed quiet the whole time until you said my name. <laughs> yeah, you got to do that. You're, I, mean, you're I, I won't talk. To you, as you know, if you, if you listen to me on other podcasts, I will not talk until <laughs> we, we, we made, spoken to. We made you wait for about like six and a half minutes. I think we, I sat here for 40 seconds. Sometimes when I'm on Never Not Funny, uh, 45 minutes will go by before that. <laughs> and then I'll just have to jump in. But uh, what have you guys, anything happened to you guys since this past Sunday? Um, I opened another beer. He opened Uh, another beer? uh, Had another bite of a slice of pizza? Yeah, the Blues and the Kings are tied. (laughs) Are you a big sports guy? I'm a hockey fan. (coughs) Only hockey. I follow follow, um, football and... I follow college football and baseball because I'm from St. Louis and Uh I have to follow the Cardinals to some extent. I'm not a basketball fan. Now, you guys usually have themes of your shows. Have you done uh, a sports movie, greatest sports movies? A and long, stuff? Time, oh, ago long time ago with the Squires. With the Squires, we oh, did. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope Slapshot was in there. I'm sure it was. I am not. Although, now, yeah. like, League of Their Own? Have you, but speaking Probably. of hockey movies, have you guys seen Goon? No, I want I have to, seen though. Goon. So great. It's really good. It's so great. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that one. I want to see that one. It's and good. the original Bad News Bears, which I almost brought a soundtrack in. Oh. What's the old? Uh, it's not a William Tell overture. It's, the, it's a famous piece oh, of yeah, music. Yeah. Um, Da, 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 da. I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, but it plays through. But it's been played like, and that's from Bad News Bears. Yeah, the original. Is it the Buttermaker Overture? <laughs> no, Buttermaker. Is that your Buttermaker's first, theme? Is that your first beer? What? Well, how many beers? Is Are you drinking a beer? I'm drinking a beer. But you're drinking it in like a girl, like a lemonade cup. Well, I was over. You know, I'm, I like to. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to be classy. Is it better out of a plastic cup than out of a bottle? Technically, uh, beer drinkers will tell you, like beer experts say, like beer should always be. Uh, Drank out of a glass, but because the bottle's when you made pour of glass, it and the it foam breathes. releases yeah. it. It kind of breathes. The, you need a head on it, basically. All right. I, Even, I, I actually, I actually, I agree, but I'm drinking out of a bottle. And what are you he's a heathen. What are you drinking? A, You're drinking a. What's it called? Lagunitis. It's Lagunitis. Lagunitis. I'm sorry. Right. It actually has the pronunciation guide on here. Oh, it does. Lagunitis. It's a California beer. Yeah, it is. It's a great brewery. This is their little something something ale. That's a good beer. It is. Yes. I it's a little like strong for you. It's a little strong is it, for you. Oh, it is. See, you it know is. me. I know you. You know me. Is anything Half a Coors Light and you are... Uh, oh, Coors Light is <laughs> he's delicious. Tipsy. He's tipsy. That's a delicious beer. What about you, Tyler? Do you drink? I do not. Is that uh, always? You've never drank? Um, I mean, I, I have... You had a problem with it? I've had a glass of wine from time to time, and that's Would you like to start tonight? How about that? Let's do it. Right <laughs> before no. the show. What about dr- any drugs? Uh, no. No. David? Not currently. I went, I, went, I went through my phase. Yeah. This fucking guy to my left with the cocaine, Siegel. Oh, I didn't. I was a once in my life, and I guy. made the mistake of mentioning it on this show. <laughs> never heard the end of it. <laughs> well, I never was, uh, heard the end of it. I was I was a raver. 
Yeah. Oh, so, uh, ecstasy. Ecstasy. Acid. See, now that I've never done. That's oh, so they, you, uh, you have a pacifier around your neck. I was not one of those. Were you waving the glow sticks? Were you glow one stick of those guy? douchebags? I might have been. Once I was deep into a role, mm-hmm. I might have. Someone might have handed me some glow sticks gotcha. once. Was there ever a decent movie made of that culture, the rave culture? There's a movie called Groove. I don't know if it's a decent movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's the best of the of the best like of hip- those. Right. I guess so. Yeah, it's it's a yeah it's a movie about it's about a rave. It takes place. Right. There's been a lot of hip hop movies, but there's never. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a yeah. rave movie. There's a movie called Groove. I have the soundtrack. I very tellingly didn't bring any of those songs. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I want to talk to Tyler. Tyler ever smoked anything? Uh, Cigarette, c- cigar. Uh, yeah, cigars. Yes, yeah. Uh, and then a turkey. I've, I've probably had about. No, I wish a smoked ham. Um, maybe I've probably had about five cigarettes in my life. Yeah. One of them actually only a few days ago. Well, why? That? Why was that? Because uh, my wife felt like smoking one, and I decided to join her. All right. Did well, you guys go? How did that go down? Just to smoke two cigarettes? No, or? she she bummed a couple from. Uh, oh, bummed if one. If you're not from, used to it, you what get if, like a buzz off that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And as it turns out, what if that was, uh, I was under the weather and I should not have done that yeah. because it really screwed up my lungs. Nicotine what if it turned weird? Then what if your wife good? would have said, "You want to have a threesome?" <laughs> From one She's like, you know what? I got him. No, I got him to have a cigarette. Now let's see if we can do what else I can uh, get him yeah. to do. I'll do whatever you want. Just bring those cigarettes. If, they, <laughs> if he I smokes, mean, they poke, buddy. I've never smoked anything. I've never smoked even a cigarette. Yeah. yeah but next, it's. You want to kill a guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to kill a guy? <laughs> oh, I've done that. <laughs> and then he would say, I Yeah. Stone cold sober. Though. <laughs> what if he said, Yeah, I want to kill the guy that we just had the threesome with? She'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, You're in my mind. No one that can find. No one can find out about this. And then Mike Siegel would be dead. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, what the? Hey, threesome Siegel. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, what we're doing, this is, I'm calling this the, uh, the Battleship Pretension Rock Solid Epic Soundtrack Song Crossover. Well, it just rolls off the tongue. Catchy, catchy. Yeah. That's really. I, I've got T-shirts. You if you, you guys want to order a That's a long bumper sticker. These are over at Etsy. You can get the T-shirts. <laughs> um, Did you get a focus group together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's actually people watching us through, uh, through some glass right now. But uh, when we left off, we had uh, we had been playing uh, soundtrack songs that mean something to us, or just from movies we like, and it reminded us of those points in the movie, or for any reason, we just picked songs that we that we wanted to hear from different movie soundtracks. And when we left and off, maybe some that we didn't want. To and, hear. Yeah, that's right. Mike played a couple of stink bombs on purpose. <laughs> one stink bomb for, thank you very for much. comedy. Uh, no one has played a song from a Bill Cosby movie yet. <laughs> so. First of all. Uh, yeah. I got to tell any you, good Bill Cosby I, I, movie. I got to tell you something. Saturday night, maybe. Uh, I, I only have the Ghost Dad soundtrack on vinyl. I didn't want to burn it to MP3. <laughs> I, uh, I I drive my uh, daughter to to school and it's a high school in the morning. It's a, it's a, it's eleven miles one way, so I have to uh, sometimes turn on the the morning radio. And today I turned on the, the morning radio and uh, and they did a song parody. I, I don't laugh at many, you know, morning zoos, but they played uh, a guy was doing a Bill Cosby imitation and he was singing Santa Claus is coming to town and uh-huh. the lyrics were really funny. <laughs> it was, and the guy was really did and it a great was something Cosby. like I wish I you didn't had bring it. it? You I wish it up I had like it. that. I wish I had a taste of it. I wish I had it. Santa Claus. Uh, yeah, it was a he's, he's coming to town. You're drinking. <laughs> David, you are up. Uh, it is okay. your turn to play uh, a soundtrack song. Now, I don't. Uh, um, this is a song. I don't know how. I don't know. Uh, this is your guys' show. I don't know that you're mm-hmm. fans of this this band. My uh, my nephew, uh, my producer, uh, Kyle Dodson, who's not here tonight. Uh, it's his girlfriend's birthday, and they're out uh, hickeying each other's necks like crazy. <laughs> this is his favorite band, actually. Okay, so uh, I wanted to play this because 
Now, Trent Reznor now does movie scores. Right. Um, but before he did that, in the 90s, he, mm. for a couple of movies, he served as music supervisor and produced soundtrack albums. Okay, cool. And I wanted to pick one of those. He did Natural Born Killers and Lost Highway. Both are soundtrack albums that are uh, sort of complete works of art. The songs yeah. like bleed into one another. They're really interestingly done. And he did one original song for each, Has Nine Inch Nails. So we're going to skip the first 10 seconds of this song. Um, so we're going to jump in at 10 seconds. Yes, and it's the single, what's Nine, Nine Inch Nails single from Lost Highway. It's called The Perfect Drug. Can I ask, what's wrong with that first 10 seconds? How bad could that Basically, be? Basically, I wanted to get... Get to the meat of it. Yeah, I wanted to get later into the song. I don't want to make people listen to a whole minute of it. It's only 10 seconds. All right, just, let's listen to the first just, minute of the song. Just if that's put it where the do. man wants it. I'm taking it right... Well, you know what? I'm going to be... Uh, I'm going at nine seconds. Ooh, what a dick. I got my head, but my head is on can't keep control, can't keep track of where it's traveling. I got my heart, but my heart's no good. And you're the only one that's understood. I come along, but I don't know where you're taking me. I shouldn't go, but you're reaching, dragging, shaking me. Turn off the sun, pull the stars from the sky. The more I give to you, the more I So, that's I like cool. That. I like Remind that. me of uh, Lost Highway. Who was in that? What, uh, what's that? Bill about? Pullman and Bill Patricia Pullman. Arquette. It's a David Lynch film. Yeah. Balthazar Getty. Uh, Balthazar Getty is Robert in it. Blake. Uh, Robert Blake is in it. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird one. I, I, if you ask me what it's about, I don't know. Very Lynchian? Yes. Very. It's sort of, yeah, sort of. I, I vaguely dream, remember Dreamlike. Um, it follows sort of a. It sort of begins where it ends. Yeah. And that's, that's sort of. Uh, it's weird. It's. Scary, it's creepy. Is that where Robert Blake has his face painted white? Yes, and st- okay, he's a, you know he's a murderer. What? Yeah. Uh, allegedly. Well, didn't he serve time? Did he? I don't know. Did he was he convicted? I forget. I, I think he served. Off. Any, yeah. I don't think he served any time. Uh, Look, when I walk into, I check my gun with the valet. Don't you? I actually don't think he killed her. Come on. She had a lot of shadiness in her past. I don't believe that he was the only suspect. He was the number one suspect. Well, she was obviously asking for it. Is what you're saying. Well, look, this is why I well, picked I don't want song, to say that. So we can get into this. <laughs> you basically just wanted to have Robert Blake talk. Yeah. You've been holding a grudge for many a year. You don't even go to Vitella's anymore to have some Italian. I don't let him talk, Italian. Actually, I don't I let him talk about yeah. Robert Blake on Battleship Pretension. But if we guest on somebody else's, you know, sky's the limit. Are you going to play a song from the In Cold Blood soundtrack next? We're going to Blake <laughs> oh, it up. I wish. That'd be wonderful. All Blake all day. Um, um, but anyway... Uh, I really this is I picked this song as being mm-hmm. representative of two albums entirely really because the Natural Born Killers and Lost Highway are uh, sort of singular I guess they're not singular because there's two of them right but um, there's not really other soundtracks that are quite like them where it's essentially one piece from beginning yeah to end. I had the Natural Born Killer soundtrack when that movie came out I don't own it anymore but I wonder if that does that movie still hold up probably not. And now Trent Reznor, didn't he just win an award for, he did the movie He did the music Gone for, Girl. Gone music, Girl, and, yes. Yeah, he's, he's probably won some critics' awards. I'm sure he's going to be nominated. He might be nominated for an Oscar, do you Probably, think? yeah. Yeah, because he also did The Social Network. Yeah. And uh, Social Girl Network. with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, he was yeah. nominated American for American version. for Social Network. He won for Social Network. Yeah, I knew he won for something. And interestingly enough, uh, when you started mentioning uh, Nine Inch Nails, uh, I thought you were going to go a different direction. I thought you were going to talk about Closer to God. 
uh, or just closer. Closer, yeah. um, Which served as the opening credit song for Seven. Oh, that's right. And a really great opening sequence. And a really great choice of song. Uh, But um, Perfect Drag was written to be on the Lost mm -hmm. Highway soundtrack. So I wanted to do that. And the video is fantastic. Mark Romanek, who also directed the Closer video, directed the video for the Perfect Drug. It's it's really cool. He also directed uh, One One Hour Hour Photo. Photo. And... uh, he did something better than that, too, didn't Yes, he? something recent <laughs> that was, like, great, apparently, but I don't remember. Oh, Not- was it um, Never Let Me Go? That's the one. Yeah, yeah. I actually Which is, saw that. It's wonderful. Who is in Never Let Me Go? Uh, Andrew Garfield. And, um... That's Spider-Man. Oh, shit. Allegedly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. I'm going to have to see that. It's really good. It's, it's an interesting uh, science fiction film that doesn't feel like uh, your usual science fiction this film. This isn't our podcast. We're yeah, I'm sorry. Music I'm here. sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's a, it's a crossover. It's okay. a melding. I yeah. ask him about the movie. I, I like movies. So now, Patrick, your, your nephew's a Nine Inch Nails fan. He you're loves them. I'm sorry? You're not a fan? Um, I, I appreciate, you know, it's like one of those things I can appreciate it. Would I put it on and listen to it? Probably not. But when it plays, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And I love that version of Immigrant Song they did for uh, Girl on the... Uh, yeah, with Karen O. Girl on the... I was going to say Girl on the Velvet Tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that movie with the velvet, the velvet tattoos. tattoo. Hey, you kids with your stuff. Well, I know you're a, you're a concert goer. See, see Nine Inch Nails if you get a chance. Yeah, he They're, just he just saw them. Where, where, were they at the Hollywood Bowl? They, I think that's why I, I did not go to that one. Yeah. yeah. Trent Reznor's all pumped up now, too. Yeah, so he looks like, like Henry Rollins. Yeah. It's like short hair. And, yeah. Yeah, where he used Crazy. maybe long, greasy hair. <laughs> uh, you're going you're, you're to play a song from a movie I've never seen. Really? Yeah. Oh, this is very exciting, then. Um, okay. It sounded like he was making fun of it me. It sounds like he was mocking. Well, because this is my favorite film of all time. Oh, this is a, this is a, this is a Robert Altman film. It is a Robert Altman film. I like Mash. Uh, this sounds like that at first, and then it takes a left turn. This right. is Nashville. Nashville. It's not Mashville. <laughs> no, that was going to be. Is this N star A star S star H star and then Ville? That's the one. That would have yeah, yeah. been funny I'm if that was the poster. Mashville. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say that like I've heard so much about this movie and I've never watched the whole. Yeah, thing. and you and me both, we've never seen. I got to see this one. I think it is. Uh, well, obviously, I think it's it's wonderful. But um, is this the David Carradine song that you're no, playing? No, uh, okay. which actually won uh, the Oscar that year yes. for best song. But uh, what no. was that song called? The David Carradine song. I'm, I'm easy. easy. I'm easy. Yeah, yeah. and it's wonderful. Uh, the whole soundtrack is wonderful. All the performers uh, wrote their own songs, um, so he wrote that mm-hmm. uh, as well as performed it. Uh, this is by... And he had a uh, musical career after that a little bit, I think. A, a little bit, yes. Recorded some albums. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so this is by, uh, written and performed by Ronnie Blakely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called My Idaho Home. Let's, let's start 10 seconds in because it cuts oh, out the crowd noise and stuff. You and your stuff. 10 seconds, you guys. <laughs> and uh, let's keep this going for uh, about 45 seconds. To I'll, play, I'll play two minutes and 56 seconds of it if you want me to. No, you won't. Mom and Daddy raised me with love and care They sacrificed so I could have a better share They fed me and nursed me and sent me to school Mama taught me how to sing Daddy lived the golden moon When I think of the children alone And afraid of bad and wild Like a fatherless child I think of my mama and how she could sing harmony with my daddy. Our laughter would ring down the highways on the beaches just as far as every reaches. I still hear daddy singing his old army songs. We laugh and count. 
wild horses as we drove along. We were young then, we were together. We could bear floods and fire and bad weather. And now that I'm older, grown up on my own, I still love mom and daddy best in my Idaho So oh, nice. That was a great song. It was a bad fade yeah. on my part, though. Oh, that's now, I just looked her up on IMDb, and uh, so she was like uh, the mom in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. She was, yes. Uh, a, she didn't cool. have much of an acting career before this. She didn't, this. no. Uh, she was a backup singer in, uh, in Nashville. And, um, and uh, I don't remember exactly how she got cast in this role, but she's, her performance, for, certainly acting-wise, is wonderful. And uh, she has a number of songs on the soundtrack. And the soundtrack in general is amazing. And you're saying she wrote that song? Yes. It's a great song. It's a, it's a really wonderful song. That it sounds comes, legit comes, country in 1975. Yeah. That, I, I cannot speak. And that's the thing. I, didn't, I narrowed it down because I knew I needed to play something from Nashville. Yeah. Uh, I narrowed it down to, like I think, six or seven songs. And then I was like, <laughs> uh, I could go with any of these, including Henry Gibson. Uh, yeah. He's in it, and he wrote a couple of songs. And his songs, because he, he's a certain type of... In the, in the film, he's a certain type of country star. Right. And so his stuff is always a certain type of patriotic. The film opens with him saying... He's a proto-Lee Greenwood. Yes. Yes. All right. For a minute, mm-hmm. uh, for a minute I, are you I saying, was thinking... Now, David, are you saying you don't like his country? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that what you're saying? I mean, we it must, sounded like he was like so, against yeah. the USA for a second. Look, we must be doing something right to last 200 years. Yeah, that true. is the opening song for Nashville. It's called 200 Years. It's great. And it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. I would recommend you guys... Henry Gibson, also in the Blues Brothers, which yeah, we talking about is. last uh, on your episode. I, I hate Illinois birds, Nazis. We're not talking about it all. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to think. It, Nashville is a film that I recommend. If you like Robert Altman, I think you'll love it. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a time commitment. It's about two and a half hours. Uh, I think, I think that's what it scared moves. me away. I think it moves really fast. Not that much longer than Blues Brothers sounds like. Look, well, like not sh- much. Shortcuts not much. is the same quote. kind of old thing. Yeah. Gonna, I, did you like Shortcuts? I did. Okay. This, I think, is a slightly more, I'm not sure if I'd say optimistic, but it, 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 it's Shortcuts with a bit more heart. And, of course, the musical Music, performances yeah. are I want to see it. Wonderful. I'm going to watch this. Next time you see me, I will have seen this movie. And, I, I, I'll, and I'll have opinions. I, <laughs> does Lily Tomlin sing in the movie? Uh, she does a little bit. Yeah. Not is Christopherson in it? Uh, no. You're okay. thinking of uh, Ned Beatty. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uncanny. I always confuse those two. But yeah, uh, Nashville is out on Blu-ray from the Criterion Collection. Yeah, nice. It's, uh, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous yeah. transfer. And, yeah. The um, uh, what was that? Uh, you said it was. Uh, it's a time commitment. But I'm going to quote Roger Ebert, the late great mm-hmm. Rock and Peace, Roger Ebert. Uh, <laughs> he he said, rock. "No, no good movie is too long. No bad movie is too short." Indeed, and that is true. That. Mm-hmm. That's our show, everybody. Yeah, thank you. For, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I'm going to play. My next song is actually uh, was just released, uh, Criterion Collection, uh, in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a film with Dustin Hoffman. I love that movie. And uh, this song is sung uh, by a uh, former guest of the show, Stephen Bishop. Oh, right. And this is... Uh, Great guy. What do we nice call? we call this the love theme from Tootsie? Okay, so this is not the, the, the song I'm thinking of from the movie that I actually don't care for. No, this <laughs> oh, is the... You uh, so you don't like Tootsie? I love Tootsie. But you there's don't like a so- this song. You don't like this song? I don't think this is the song I'm thinking of. This guy's a of. friend of the show. I don't think this is the song I'm thinking of. This is the song that plays over the end credits. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's, let's give it a listen. Okay. This is, uh, this is uh, and he played no. this in the studio. Didn't he? Or did he play that? He didn't play this in the studio. He played Pretty Baby, one of his new songs. Oh yeah, he did. He okay. played uh, on and on. Uh, this is it. Might be you. 
Academy Award nominated song. All of my life lying on the sand, watching seabirds fly, wishing there would be someone waiting home for me. Something's telling me. All right, the song mm-hmm. that I was thinking of <laughs> was not thinking? that one. This, Tell me what this you were song thinking. is good. I like that okay, one. Okay, thank you. Um, the one that I was thinking of, I don't know the name of it. All I know that the, the chorus seemed to be Go Tootsie Go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know the one I'm well, talking about? Well, that's also sung by Stephen Bishop. Okay, well, no offense, no, to, the, is it? Yeah, it is. No offense to the friend of the show. Uh, that song is just, it no, might it's, be that um, it's just, it's so specifically a upbeat 80s, yes, which yes, I yes. tend not to care for. So that's. I know but, I, but, I think the, but I think the, the when the career is taken off, the montage of when the career yeah. is taken off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, I know, I know exactly. what it's pretty bad. Yeah, I, you're right. I, love, are, I love Tootsie. Bill Murray is a great movie. Terry Gar. Um, movies that have songs where the title of the song is sung in the movie. <laughs> yes. It's so, so like it, that's an, an iffy proposition because mm. this movie. Well, I guess by the time people are hearing this, it's out. But uh, Big Eyes, the new Tim Burton movie. Has a part that I one of uh, our friends described it as a hide under the couch moment oh, when boy. she's painting and there's a song called Big Eyes. Goes, oh, yeah, okay. you know, Cheap Trick has a song called Big Eyes. It's not that song. <laughs> Pretty goddamn good song. <laughs> um, Mike, you're next. All right. I'm you know, gonna... this is your. You've been on. This is your third episode in a row. You were on the Christmas episode, the New Year's. Uh, oh, this coming out the episode? first week of January. Yeah, and this is uh, this is your third episode. Boy, I'm almost a regular. I know people are sick of me. No, I, get, I don't have I to get come in here for a say, year now. They say bring the funny. <laughs> That's right. And they say, and if not, bring Mike. Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Ah, stupid! Uh, right in my face. <laughs> um, I have no idea what this is. Uh, this is um, the Coen Brothers representing. Watch out. Um, this was the uh, this show from Oh Brother Where Art Thou, best-selling soundtrack, and this was the uh, big hit of it. So why don't you take this in in about twenty seconds? Let's take it in about ten seconds because there's talking on the <laughs> on the thing beforehand. He's maybe about twenty seconds in. Well, okay, hold on. Really, you mock me for that? Yeah, you mock jerk. Me. You jerk. You guys should have a producer to do this. I know. This is He's on a this date. Soggy Bottom Boys. Now, are those actors from the movie, or is that a real band? No, that was a uh, band. They were in Alison Krauss's backup band, oh, Union Station. She's Dan, amazing. I want to say Bukatinsky, but I don't think that's right, or so, it's something like that. I should know it. I, I was going to write it down. I don't think it's Dan Bukatinsky. No, he's an actor. That's the guy from Scandal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Dan uh, with a B. You could literally say anything and we'd go, oh, yeah. No, no, no. Except anyway. Bukatinsky. <laughs> but I think that was also... 
maybe nominated for some kind of either a Grammy so. or I think uh, it won. Yeah, I think it probably did. Very but that well. produced by yeah. T Bone Burnett, probably. Yeah, had a and hand it, in that. Uh, it really started like this revival of that yeah. kind of roots music. And yeah. yeah, and now you hear it all the time. Wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was a little short lived. Uh, I was uh, well. I lived. In, I wasn't a huge fan of the movie either. I mean, I was on the fence oh, about the movie. I love it. I I've never seen movie. this movie. I haven't seen. Come it in on, a while, really? And I, I think I. I've never seen this one. Clooney's great in it. I really like Clooney. Yeah. Um, Damn, we're in a tight spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the song actually that I, I mean, I love every song in there, but the um, the Ralph Stanley song, Oh Death, which is from the Klan mm. rally in the movie, right. is yeah. amazing. Um, these are all traditionals, aren't they? Like these are oh, old. Yeah. Give me a rundown. Things. Give me a log line on this movie. What, what is this movie about? It's, well, it's it, a take it's, from a myth, right? It's, it's based old, on the Odyssey. The Odyssey. Yeah. Okay. And basically, uh, George Clooney, with the help of um, John Turturro and Tim Blake Nelson, okay. break out of prison, and he's got to get. In the 1930s, by the it's way. A, yeah, okay. in it's a period depression piece. Era depression era, era south. south. And he's trying to get to... He, he's broken out of prison because he wants to get to his wife, Holly Hunter, before she remarries. Okay. Um, and the actor that she's remarrying is a great actor whose name I forget. Ray McKinnon. Ray McKinnon. Uh, he's an awesome Dan Buktowski? Uh, Dan Buktowski? Dan Buktowski. So it's, it's, them, it's them just going on a series. They, a I, comedy? Yes, yeah. it's okay. a comedy, but it's also kind of a musical. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's sort of... A little bit otherworldly, I guess. Uh, magical realism is what I would. Yeah, that, that would be the. It's a comedy as much as like Coen Brothers movies are comedies. Yeah. Like, uh, I guess Raising Arizona is probably their funniest one outright. I would agree. But say was the one where they made the hula hoop. The Hudsucker Proxy. Hudsucker Proxy. Lebowski's a pretty funny Lebowski, one. boy, Lebowski, uh, that's a different show. Right. I've gone on that's and on right. about the you've, Lebowski. You are, you've been on our show. I've tried it a million yeah. times. And oh, me too. <laughs> I don't like it. I know. And people love it. I know. I, I swear I've by tried it. twice. I I've, gave, I've given it plenty of shots. And as I've said on our show many times, I love it for what I like to call the right reason. <laughs> uh, and that's not be- and as we've just established, uh, I don't smoke weed. Yeah, and so neither. I don't like it for that reason. Okay. Know, uh, for those reasons, I, again, I, Tyler does not abide. I think that's less of the fan base than you think it is. I don't think. Like it when, I, when, I they, when they have like the Lebowski Le- cons, I guarantee about, you at it's Lebowski about white Fest. Russians. It's about bowling. It's about bathrooms. It's, it's certainly not it's about, about tying the room together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it's a. Never mind. <laughs> right. I don't. I, let's not get into. it. I like the movie. Although too. one, I do love the fact that when he, he's always, he hates the Eagles. That oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turn up! I hate the fucking Eagles, man. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great, that's yeah, a great makes, soundtrack too, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about that one before this one, but um, yeah, and also, uh, dude, Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite lines in the movie. <laughs> and then, and he's right in the middle of a yell. He's like, "You do not." And by the way, dude, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> of all the characters to show uh, racial sensitivity. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I don't. If, did you guys like Inside Lewin Davis? I did. I loved I did. it, I, and I, so did I. Loved it too. But I kind of felt with the soundtrack they were trying to catch lightning <clears throat> in a bottle again, mm-hmm. and they were trying to make this what happened with the mountain music and. We're gonna revive folk. Yeah, because it was T Bone Burnett yeah. who did who produced that soundtrack. Yeah. It, felt, it felt like they were trying. When I went to the um, I went to the screening at like the big gala screening at AFI Fest, mm-hmm. and they gave us all a copy of the soundtrack. Oh, cool! So I have the soundtrack on CD. They were clearly. Is trying. that your dumpster? Uh, no, of course not. Kept that them. one okay. I kept. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess we can. Uh, well, I guess we'll reiterate the Inside Lewin Davis soundtrack in a few cycles. All right, oh. let's, put, let's put a pin in that then okay. and, yeah. and we'll move on. I think what I liked uh, about, loved about that movie is I had never seen that actor before, so to me, he was, he was Lewin Davis. Yeah. Right, right. You yeah. know, it's not like Brad Pitt was playing Lewin Davis and I had to be like, 
Yeah, okay, yeah. Now I'm just starting to believe him after 20 minutes that well, he's he could really be this good guy. in uh, a most violent year. Yeah. Which is, which is coming out, or is maybe out by the time you're hearing this. I don't know. I by the time you're hearing this, I believe that is sitting on my You got another right screener there? Yeah, yeah, I, I hate that. you. I know. I have everything. I'm going to go over and steal everything. Uh, nope. Yeah. All right. I'll nope. move on. Um, this, uh, this movie is very, very dissimilar to Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Um, it's another. Uh, soundtrack that got heavy play in my t- in my high school years. It's from Gross Point Blank. It's a great oh, song. Yeah. Oh, that uh, movie is the greatest. It's a great movie. It's <laughs> Maybe a the last movie Dan Aykroyd was good in. That might be the case. Yeah. Ooh, so um, good. And this is um, from. Always, I always remember it. The scene where John Cusack stabs a guy in the neck with a ballpoint pen. <laughs> it's the English beat mirror in the bathroom. And where Love are we taking song. it from? Beginning. From the beginning. From the beginning. Yeah. I clicked it. <laughs> Uh, I love why is it not playing? Uh oh. Oh, I know why. And Because you're a maroon. Pat's a dummy. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Let's just take it from the beginning. Song. And I can tell Pat likes the song because I think he let it play longer than anything. I did. I was, I, you know what? In my head, I was like, oh, I'm really getting into this song. Oh, I got to fade it down. I, fade it down. <laughs> I was. I like that song. That I think was, Dave uh, Wakeling lives somewhere around LA or something because really? the English beat is always, or he's playing. Yeah, they play at the Canyon Club all the time. Yeah, he's, he's huh. around a lot. Yeah. I think that's April Richardson approved. I'm oh, yeah? Sure that song Dave Wakeling? Sure. I think so. Well, yeah. this, uh, this soundtrack came out um, in 1997 when, when I was in high school, yeah. and that was the height of like the ska revival when, like, right. And because so, the actual song came out in the early 80s. Right, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Is like, uh, it's at a time that I was discovering for the, because of bands that were more recent at the like time. No like No Doubt was like, coming well, out yeah, and all that. And I, um, or Mighty Mighty Boston was yeah. another one. Uh, because of those bands, I was already looking back to this era of music, the specials mm-hmm. and the English beat and the, that, that two-tone kind of stuff. stuff. Yeah, and so uh, this, again, got a lot of play. But the scene is, is fantastic because it's him. He's left his... The reunion, he's walking through the halls. He goes to break into his old high school locker. And you just hear the song playing, like, diegetically from the mm-hmm. background, like it's coming from the reunion. And then when the guy jumps out, the hitman jumps out to try and kill him, it the the volume kicks up. And, yeah. and uh, it's a fantastic fight scene that ends, like I said, with him stabbing a guy in the neck with a ballpoint pen, which made st- <laughs> such an impression on me that sort of subconsciously in a movie that I made in film school with Tyler as the star, I had Tyler stab someone in the neck with a pen. Very nice. And we had to do the Foley work and we stabbed uh, an orange. orange, Yeah. But Uh, even like the shot, there's the insert shot of him pulling the pen out and then flicking the cap off mm -hmm. with his thumb and I had Tyler pull the pen out and click the pen 
and then stab into the guy's neck. And I, like at the time that I made that I made this short film, I don't think I was thinking of Gross Point Blank. Right. But when I watched that movie now, I was like, oh, that's clearly what I was ripping off when I did that. I just want to tell you that uh, John Cusack does not do his own Foley work. So Tyler might, but <laughs> Cusack doesn't. That's the Cusack I love. That's the that's the kind of Cusack I love, like the character he plays in Gross Point Blank, yeah. which is probably I, guess, I always assume close to himself. Yeah. So I, it, you said that's the last movie Dan Aykroyd was good in. Yeah. Is it the last movie John Cusack was good in? Um, no, he was in Being John Malkovich since then. And High true, Fidelity. And I know you don't I'm like High Fidelity, but he's good in it. He's not bad in Hot Tub oh, Time Machine. There's another I soundtrack I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> High Fidelity. Did you see a, little, oh. a, a movie caught with uh, John Cusack and Elijah Wood called Grand Piano? It was a no. very small. Mm-hmm. It's essentially like Speed, except it's instead of on a bus, it's a concert performance where Elijah Wood is this like famed Concert pianist okay. who had a nervous breakdown, and he's making his first big return to concerts. He sits down, he opens the sheet music, and in big red letters, it says, play one wrong note and you die. And John Cusack is up what? in the rafters with a high-powered rifle pointed at Elijah Wood, and is speaking, through him through, to, through, speaking to him through an earpiece for the entire movie. It's, kind of, it's a ridiculous premise, but it's an awesome it's movie. It's on Netflix, right? It might be, yeah. What if, uh, how does he know that what I think is not a wrong note... But John Cusack might think it's a wrong note. Uh, How does John? What's John well, you'll, Cusack? You'll have to watch the movie. Well, I don't want to. Which also stars okay. Alex Winter uh, from Bill and Ted. Oh, really? How's he look? Excellent. Does he look the, <laughs> That's how he looks. Does he yeah. look the same? Uh, no, he looks like an old, older man. He's put oh, on a few bones, but he's still yeah. <laughs> bogus. <laughs> bogus. Uh, but he's good in the movie. That was Tyler and Mike doing their. Yeah. Uh, now, did you guys ever think of maybe taking that taking on, the road? on the road? Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. I like that. Tyler, I think you're up, buddy. Yeah, all right. That's so, why I call you now for me. Buddy? When I'm hosting you, hey, buddy. I don't care for that. <laughs> I don't, no one does. No one um, cares for that. So, okay. I don't know any of these movies that you play songs from. Well, this is very exciting. Okay, so uh, Jim Jarmusch is one of my favorite filmmakers uh, of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I call him Jarmusch. Uh, yes, some people do, uh, and that's probably correct. Uh, I say Jim Jarmusch because I got places to go. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. interrupting you, I know, and then that's not good as a host, but uh, this is the Bill Murray film? Yes. Oh, I've never seen this. I want to see this. Uh, I, okay, yeah. The film's film is called what? Broken Flowers. It's called okay. the Bill Murray movie. And I think it's wonderful. And there's a lot of uh, pieces of music uh, on this soundtrack that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not the... Incidentally, David, this is not the piece of music that I sent to you. I decided to change it up. Oh, okay. um, so this is a piece of music. Uh, it, it's an opening credits song as... Uh, Bill Murray is being mailed uh, a letter. Okay. And so we see the letter go through the postal system. Mm-hmm. And it is, the song is called There is an End by Holly Golightly and the Greenhorns. Okay. And um, let's start at one minute and ten seconds in. A lot of Bill Murray talk. Yeah. Yeah. Mike told us an anecdote <laughs> off, uh, off Mike. This is a good one, too. Okay, yeah. here we go. Let's cue this up. And this song is called There is an End. Brings the rain With winter comes pain Every season has an end I'll try to see through the disguise But the clouds
great. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah, Jim Jarmusch has... That was has, a left turn from what, you, what I thought you were going to play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of... Uh, uh, okay, so on the soundtrack, there's a lot of, I believe, uh, like Cuban jazz. Ethiopian mm-hmm. jazz. Ethiopian there was jazz. A, there, was a, there was a movement at that time. Yeah. There was like a re- rediscovery of Ethiopian jazz. Yeah. It's um, going to be the next big thing. <laughs> uh, and I don't know that it was, but it is It's fantastic <laughs> stuff. It's, and, it was really great. And so I was going to play some of that, but I decided I didn't have enough... Uh, rockin' stuff. <laughs> so I decided to go with this instead. Um, and yeah, and just, if you watch really any of uh, Jim Jarmusch's films, uh, his selection of both uh, original score mm-hmm. and uh, previously existing material is uh, really wonderful. And, uh, and they meld together well? Yeah, I think I think so, usually. And then um, his most recent film, Only Lovers Left Alive, which I didn't necessarily love, but mm-hmm. it has a wonderful soundtrack, uh, both the score, the original score, and the songs, they work uh, beautifully together. So it's cool. uh, it's a soundtrack yeah. worth owning now. Yeah. People should check out more of Holly Golightly's work and more of the Greenhorns and yeah. the, the Head Coaties, which was a uh, band she was associated with. And she also did a song with Jack White on the White Stripes. Oh, nice. White, uh, anyway. um, in that movie, is Bill Murray, he's going to visit ex-lovers, correct? Yes. Is there a reason? Is he dying? No, it's because he got... Spoiler a, alert. He got a, uh, an anonymous note. From, oh, from an ex-lover saying okay. you have a son oh, and okay. uh, it is not signed so he he tries to figure out uh he narrows it down to five that it might be so he goes to to visit them i would narrow it down to five because i've only uh, had sex with five people you've had a rocking life man. I, I say people too to keep it like oh watch out <laughs> oh yeah, yeah i say people keep it vague huh? <laughs> um did you guys see saint vincent since we're talking about bill murray i did yeah did you like it no. not really uh, i didn't wow see it. i loved it <laughs> oh well, here we go I thought it was... Is uh, that on your screener shelf? It's a like... Big... A, no, I went to the theater and saw it. It's like Uncle Buck. <laughs> That's not a bad comparison. Yeah, <laughs> and I enjoyed Uncle Buck, and uh, I, I feel like it's an Uncle Buck that thinks it's more than that. Yeah, but it's mm. not. I can agree yeah. that it's not more than that. Yeah, and he's... Said, Melissa McCarthy's great. Yeah, because she's, yeah. she's not you know, throwing her leg over someone's <laughs> neck and farting or whatever she does. <laughs> and he's, and he's taking a dump too. in a sink. Yeah, I think he's good because I really, I kind of lost him in there. Like, yeah. I, like when I didn't see Bill Murray all the time. And there's a sequence at the end of that film mm-hmm. where he is singing Shelter from the Storm, mm-hmm. kind of. Yes. He's listening to it on his Walkman. It's very and weird. It's, it's a really, and they just really let it play let out. It go, and they yeah. just let Bill Murray just kind of explore that yeah. moment and it's really it's there are nice moments in that film here's a weird thing uh so i've been following we're in the middle of uh, award season as of uh, the day of recording i gotta catch up on my movies <laughs> that's what people say in california when it's award season right. people, yeah. people that don't have anything to do with the industry are really gonna catch up with my movies <laughs> <laughs> so the and i do i really do the screen actors guild uh just released their nominations uh-huh. Nominated for Supporting Actress for St. Vincent, Naomi Watts. Now, she's fine in the film. Yeah. But what? That's weird. That's no. really weird. Watts. Is it, oh, oh. Is it the slim? I, I'm way off. I'm sorry. I mean, she plays a, ru- a Russian stripper. Yeah. Pregnant uh, Russian stripper. I thought she did a pretty good accent. Yeah, she's very good, but yeah. part of me is like, well... Apparently, like, that's what gets you a screen actor. I guess so. I guess yeah. Or a pretty woman who makes herself ugly in some Yeah, way. that's yeah. true. And More it, like the Screen Accent Guild. Oh, that's your that's your new podcast. Um, I really want to see broken uh, this broken flowers movie though. But you know what? Here's the thing about this: is the difference between movies and music. You can listen to music and drive and do your taxes and do the dishes and make the bed. But movie, those are the you, four you, things. Only those that's four. It. Yeah. 
make love to a lady. Mm-hmm. Um, but a movie... Or whoever. Or, yeah. or whoever, person. a person. Yeah, yeah. yeah, person. But a movie, you have to... You have to... Because when I watch a movie, I... I want to watch. I want to see every single thing that's happening. Like yeah. that's why when, I, when we watch movies at home, if someone you know someone looks at their phone, I'm like, no, no, we're watching a movie. You gotta watch, yeah, you're I missing something. I can't multitask when no, I'm watching a movie. No, you can't multitask when you're Set watching my a movie. Computer I had a discussion and... with my uh, my wife. Mm-hmm. I'm still someone recently married, so mm-hmm. I'm still getting used to saying wife. Congratulations! But like, thank you. If we're like at dinner and I check my phone, she's like, we're out together. But if she, I don't give a fuck about that, if she can check her phone. I'll, <laughs> right. I'm just eating my burger. She can. Yeah. But when we're watching TV or a movie together and she's on her phone, I'm like, come on, we're doing something together. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. This is, this is what's disrespectful. Yeah. By the way, put your phone away. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I am doing, I am using my phone for podcast related things, looking up facts. I don't think you he, are. I he think was emailing checking. potential sponsors. Yeah. That kind of thing. I saw okay. your reaction when St. Louis lost the hockey game. <laughs> yes, uh, don't, also, don't act like you were hiding that. I am also following You were checking game. scores. But that's over now. So. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Not turn out the way you wanted. No, six to four kings. Oh, there we go. I'm going to play a song from a wildly successful animated film that I did not actually care for. Shrek Tarzan. Two. The movie <laughs> no. is called Frozen. Okay. It is a Disney film that was only made so that it could be turned into a Broadway musical. That is my feeling on this. You and I are mostly in lockstep on Frozen. You and I are the only two people in the world. <laughs> I, 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 I agree with you. I love yeah, it. I did not. Uh, yeah, after Tangled. Go watch Tangled. Yeah, go it's watch Tangled better. again. Go watch uh, I did not see anything. Tangled. But, uh, but I do like the song, Do You Want to Build a Snowman? Because um, cause I have daughters, and I, I, I can't imagine if... If the one daughter wasn't able to play with yeah. the other daughter, spoiler alert. So this kind of in the first few minutes. Of it the is movie. in the first few minutes. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Elsa, do you wanna build a snowman? Come on, let's go and play. Elsa has AIDS. <laughs> I never see you anymore. Come out the door. It's like you've gone away. We used to be best buddies, and now we're not. I wish you would tell me why. Do you want to build a snowman? It doesn't have to be a snowman. Oh, on it. Okay, bye. No way, I'm having my AZT cocktail. Oh, God. Um, so, know, anyway, so, so I, but I, I mean, I do like the songs, but, I, but I think that's... It's a great, like some of the songs. It's a great song, yeah. but... You know, okay, you know the Jimmy Kimmel, like, uh, unnecessary censorship thing? <laughs> yes, someone, I like that. Someone did a, a YouTube thing where it's that song, but they just bleeped the word build. Oh, so yeah. it's, do you want to bleep a snowman? <laughs> and that's I great. Can't, I can't not hear that <laughs> that's when I hear great. Oh, oh, that's that, great. Where's that carrot going? Well, I saw that that's movie great. on the... On the <laughs> I like it. I went to Florida to see my family over Come on, uh, you, did, you shivved him. He did a carrot, nice oh, carrot. Uh, what did he do? Carrot cock joke. Oh, I, I stepped <laughs> so all where's over. where's that I'm carrot going? Gotcha. Sorry. All right. No, but I, I saw that on the plane. I didn't see. I hadn't seen Frozen up to then, so I saw it. Did on the Did you want plane. to take the controls and, and dive bomb? <laughs> yeah. I, but I, uh, like my niece is seven, yeah. and so I'm so glad I saw it. It was like my homework on the way over because yeah, once yeah. I got to, I saw her room. It's just oh, Elsa Frozen. stuff everywhere. <laughs> I saw it at a critic screening, so there was no opinion of the film yet. So I saw it, and I thought. Ah, this is really uneven, and these characters yeah, don't yeah. totally work for me. And we need more of the snowman. I know young girls like yeah. it, but but do boys? I mean, would they even? I think everybody likes I, it. I like it, and so I wrote well, a negative okay. review, thinking, "Yeah, there's it's gorgeous, it's visually gorgeous," yeah. and I'm just like, "Yeah, but in the end, like who you know, who yeah. cares? It's some good songs in there, but what, whatever. It's it's right. no tangled. No, 
Uh, and then everyone else saw it, and suddenly I'm like, oh, oops. <laughs> I, I said the same kind of here. thing like yeah. at, at my sister's house, and she was like, well, no, because you know, the kids love it. Yeah. But I was like, you, know, you compare that to, say, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast is way better oh, yeah. as a film, you know, yeah. as a story in a, in a movie. Yeah. yeah. Frozen, it's sort of, for me, it feels like it was comprised of, almost like it was, almost like a, they, they did like, talk to like test audiences yeah. or, or, a, or whatever you call it and just say focus groups, what, focus groups and say, what do you like in movies? And they say, well, we like this, this and this. And they're like, all right, got it. Here we go. Now let's you know, put it all together. We're done. I, I, cute, I, I, girl, cute little girls, a uh, cute mascot. But there's yeah. something to be said, and um, I'm sure you can relate to this, yeah. Pat, that it, uh, unlike everything you see in an old Disney movie, it's not, I mean, it has like a romance in it, but it's a story about sisters more so than right. it is a story about the romance. And I think that's, that seems like, that I, I'm just saying, like that seems like a superficial thing, but it's really no small thing. It's not. And it's superficial a big part of why I, love, I like. I do it so like much. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just wish that it had developed that more, and and maybe even not had a romance. And also, I don't. There, I have a lot of like small picky plot things. Yeah. And also, I think like the opening sequence with the guys carrying ice and stuff. Yeah. With the music that sounds like it's from. The Lion King. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't fit at all. And then I don't like the little rock troll things, but David and I go back and forth on that. (laughs) I would agree that that opening sequence seems out of place, but I I like the song a lot, so I don't care. It seems like it should have been in Les Mis, that scene. (laughs) It's so weird. Jen and I were at Disneyland recently, standing in line. Oh, who's this Jen that we're talking about? Oh, I'm sorry. That's my wife. Oh, okay. Uh, We were at Disneyland, and we were standing in line, and this music started playing. We're like, this sounds, this is interesting. What is this? Is this from, like, The Lion King? I was like, I haven't seen the musical. So maybe, I don't know, is it a little piece of music? And, and she goes, oh, it's from Frozen. It's from that part that doesn't fit the film at all. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's right. And right that's then and right. there, we left Disneyland. <laughs> We're so and mad. Cut up our annual passes. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's Universal Studios from now on. <laughs> Mike, you are up. Well, you already played one uh, Dustin Hoffman. Movie and this is another Dustin we, Hoffman we, we movie. We have a lot of like crossovers, like with the, it's like the Adam Sa- it's like the uh, Six Degrees of you know, right. Adam Sandler. <laughs> what Kevin the hell? Adam Sandler? Yeah. Six Degrees of Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. Yeah, it's very popular. Kevin is, Bacon loves yeah. it. Um, mentally, <laughs> mentally, I'm guessing what you're, you're, you're thinking. Play. Okay, I, I, I got it. I may not be. Okay, I don't know. There's a couple obvious things. This one's kind of obvious. This is from Midnight Cowboy, and it is playing throughout the entire movie, and they play it ad nauseum through the movie. Although it's a, a song that I like. Um, but they play it way too much in the movie, I think. And this is by Nilsson. You know I'm walking here. <laughs> I'm walking <laughs> here! Where am I taking it from? Um, oh, six. Six seconds. Eight. Six seconds? That's bullshit, you guys. I just, let's play the six seconds. To, it was I like, like a little blip. I like the go. precision. Yeah. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind People stop and stare I can't see their faces Only the shadows of their eyes I'm going well, the sun keeps shining through the pouring rain Going well the weather Suits my clothes Banking off of the northeast winds Sailing on summer breeze And skipping over
Ah, Nielsen okay. Schmilson. Now I gotta say, I've seen the. Okay, okay, that was his album. Okay. Um, but I gotta say, I've seen the movie recently, uh, yeah. like on late night at cable, mm-hmm. and uh, it has not aged. I don't think very. The first well. time I saw, I have it, never seen the film. Come on, really? And yet I was still able to predict what you were going to play <laughs> because that song. Which is a great song, by the way. It is. Uh, it is so associated with that film yes. that if you're going to parody that movie, as The Simpsons has done, that song will be played. Um, and uh, and I, I feel it, like I don't need to see the movie. Now. I think they I played saw, at least three times in the movie. At least three times. I forget when I saw the movie. When I saw it, I was, I, I think, in my 30s. And I thought, um, this was rated X when it came out. Yeah. So what the fuck is going mm. on in this fucking movie? And it's movie? pretty tame now There's compared nothing to... nothing in it that would be rated R now, but, but... It might be a PG-13. I think I want to say it was 69, so I think it, the rating system started in 67 or What year was it? 69. My brother. All right, you know it. Um, yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they were still playing with what what is an X, yeah. what is an... Yeah. And then all of a sudden, later on, as gradually, X just became porn, and then... Yeah. But what was the what was the what would have made it? What was like the the R boob in it? I mean, it's all. I mean, he's a hustler, he's, and there's some gay stuff. I mean, I think that maybe that's what scared them. It could also just be general subject matter. Like there was, yeah. like there are some movies. It doesn't happen so much anymore. But back when the rating system was really was first implemented, mm-hmm. there were some times when it was just well. Kids aren't going to want to see this. Right. This is yeah. this is just generally X just more mean, for adults. X just meant right. eighteen and over. That's yeah. all it meant. Right. And so it didn't have a stigma to it, really. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. The ratings. And then later that became that was porn, right. really. Yeah. Like the rate, Like we we do stick with the um with our kids. We do stick with the. We do use that as a guide. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty hard and fast. Except like. We showed my, my when she she's fourteen now. We sh- when she was thirteen, we showed her the King's Speech because it's R because he says fuck like yeah, a right. couple that was times. ridiculous yeah. that they made and that so it's like we told her he says the f he gets frustrated and says the f word like daddy times. does at the, around the house i don't swear around the house <laughs> ever i never you save do. it all for this show yeah i do okay <laughs> that's what murray said he goes how do you not talk i'm, I'm like well, first of all murray look look what i'm just look what i said here why who would say that in general conversation anywhere <laughs> right it's all for comedic value so no i don't swear around the kids ever I said crap once, and they were like, <gasps> like I said, guys, seriously, you gotta, you gotta clean your crap up. And like, oh, you said the c word. I go, technically, I didn't say the c word. Yeah, word. Yeah, you have no idea what the c word is. Uh, so uh, yeah, hopefully. but uh, yeah, the rating, yeah, we do, we do stick to that. But one thing about those movies shot in New York, and it was shot all over New York yeah. in the sixties and seventies. Any movie shot around that time, and the, the city just looks filthy. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. How Maybe bad that's it why looks. it got an X rating. The city yeah, looks filthy. Looks so bad. Yeah. And Bob Balaban's in it. You yeah. know, it, you, that's so like, funny. Yeah, you've like seen, it, you've uh, seen it. I've never seen it. Actually. It looks like a really. Kid. Yeah. Oh, you guys are both see it. I mean, it's worth seeing, but it. it um, but it doesn't like the, great uh, in it. Is that scene? French Connection where like French Connection every same other building thing. is just rubble? It's horrible. It looks like a taxi driver. It looks terrible. Serpico. Any you name them all, baby. Um Is that scene where 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 he slaps him. Is that an ad lib? Of what? When he when the cab stops short. I'm walking here. Yeah. So apparently it was. They said because they were. They it were looks kinda, like it looks really. They were guerrilla shooting basically yeah. down the street. I mean, and they were so, just kind of. So t- talk about being in the moment. Yeah. I mean, he might have been saying it as the That's actor. So New Dustin York. Huff, I know. There's a big John Voight and Dustin Hoffman walking across. <laughs> yeah. Still the cabs like get out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how big they weren't really. No, they that was John. Nice. That made John Voight a a star. I mean, he was nothing before that. Yeah, he really came out and then was deli- d- Deliverance was after that. Deliverance, was, yes, yeah, a year only. Think I think Deliverance was seventy or seventy one. It's got a great soundtrack. Why don't we play some banjo music? I almost brought it in. <laughs> almost brought it in. 
David. Uh, now, David. interesting. Uh, Hi. This might not Who's be this that man? interesting. It's me, Tyler. Hi. Tyler. Of Battleship Retention. Um, and uh, listeners might remember, if, they, if they've come over here mm-hmm. from, from our show, they might oh, they remember haven't. that uh, John Voigt <laughs> is my, well, <laughs> John Voigt is my, uh, maybe my least favorite actor. Wow. Um, and that, at least that is what I've said for a long time. That might have started to change as I try to become more gracious as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a thing that's easy to say when you're like 24 and just be like, ah, fuck that old overactor. Because he's a bit of an overactor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but that's the other thing is I only know him as an actor, as a middle-aged guy. Yeah. Uh, I never saw Coming Home, for which he won an Oscar. I never saw The Champ Deliverance. Well, then you should really you should really see this one then. Yeah, and I, I, mean, I feel like I probably should. Oh, you know, you've never seen Deliverance? No. Oh wow, really? Yeah. I've seen Deliverance. That's yeah. a good movie. I lived in southern. Bright. Yeah, I lived in southern Missouri. An amazing movie. Yeah, I lived in southern Missouri for a while. I think I got it. You, saw, you lived <laughs> it. Yeah, exactly. Except I was the I was on the other side. I was, I was one of the guys with the banjos and yeah. making, making people squeal. <laughs> All right. Uh, I know this is rock salad, so I hope it's okay if I play some hip hop. Oh. Play whatever you want, man. Okay. It's, it's uh, whatever. Are you going to, uh, what do you got? Beat Street? Do you got no, Electric Boogaloo? What uh, are we talking? More more recent. This is from 1998. Eight Mile. It, it's from. Bull, it's not that recent. It's from Bullworth. <laughs> oh um, yeah. And it is the song. Now it's very specific here. You got to start at one minute and ten seconds oh, and play you, it for forty five seconds. You motherfuckers. Got, you got a certain spot that I want to play. One minute uh, ten seconds. And this is the song "Ghetto Superstar" by Proz, featuring Old Dirty Bastard and Maya. Jesus. While the kids are poor, open new and better drugstores. So I became hardcore, couldn't take it no more. I'm gonna reveal everything, change the law. I find myself walking the streets, trying to find what's yeah. really going yeah. on yeah. in yeah. the streets. Now every dog got to stay. Needless to say. Oh, that's reminded me of a couple of things going on in there. Well, I wanted to play the. Oh, what are you saying, Mike? Oh uh, no, of uh, of hip hop songs. I'm trying to. I'm thinking all the ones that I forgot now. Oh. Lose yourself would have been a good one. Yeah, I, it was yeah. on my short list, but it didn't. Uh, the reason I wanted to play that section is because it features the dearly departed old dirty bastard. Mm-hmm. But rock in oh, peace, it's you exactly old rockin dirty bastard. Uh, but it's also the part where he raps the plot of the movie, <laughs> which is like a mini trend. Yeah, uh, that um, always fascinates me, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two or <laughs> the famous LL Cool J song from Deep Blue Sea where he raps about how his his hat is like a shark's fin. Um, and so I, I think this is a great song. I actually think it's a, it's a great soundtrack um, for a movie directed by Warren Beatty. Yeah. It's a really vital hip-hop soundtrack, actually, um, from the era. But uh, I really wanted to... So I wanted to highlight the soundtrack in general mm-hmm. and that weird trend of people rapping the plots of the movies. And, uh, and Beatty's done. That was the last thing he did, right? Bullworth? No, he did no. the ill-conceived film uh, Town and Country. Town and Country. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. And, the, and was that a Robert Altman film? No, that was the woman. No, you're thinking of uh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Yes. It was that No, 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 that no, no and no. that got you. Well, wait, who no, it wasn't I wasn't Town thinking of that. Was, but who directed Town and Country? Was that Nancy I, thought, I think he, was, he I thought it was him. Right? I thought it was Warren Beatty. Really? Yeah. Let me, let me, we're going to find out. It was on the shelf we're for a long time, right? Out. Put your phone to work now. 
That's what I'm doing. I gotta... Hey, we're out. We're out with. Yeah. Weren't we out on a date? Town and country. <laughs> oh, right, your right. Um, Town and country. So cost a million. It cost a hundred million. Made five. I gotta close. The, yeah, uh, it's like one of the biggest bombs ever. I think. Yeah, it was brutal. What the hell is this? It's like. It's so far down the IMDb list of. No, this is directed <laughs> by Peter Chesham. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So uh, the last. This might have been the last thing that uh, Warren Beatty directed. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it is. Unless you count the Dick Tracy special. We don't. That was on TV. And he's re- he's retired. He's done. I Basically, so. yeah. yeah. Well, wonder, wonder why he's not sick, is he? No, it's, somebody put him in something. Although I've heard that about uh, Nicholson. Yeah, I've yeah. Heard he's that starting too. to lose it upstairs a little bit. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. those those some good years though. Those yeah, I heard living in Nicholson there. will show up at the Lakers game playing Party Man with his face painted. <laughs> 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 Tyler, it's your turn. All right, so. Um, I believe everybody has has everyone played a uh, a good song from a movie that they didn't care for. I, I only have movies I like. I think. Okay. All right. Um, so okay, this is a movie that David and I that David I think you hate, and okay. I merely th- and I think is fine. Okay. Um, but for other film people, they fucking loved it. Like they thought it was nope. amazing. Okay. It was, nope. It's Nicholas Winding Refn's Drive, which. Uh, and this is with what's the actor's name? Ryan Gosling. Yeah, did not care for this movie. Yeah, good for you. It's I'll say this it, visually, it's did not see it. Yeah, it's good for you. <laughs> it, visually gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it I think you and I concluded, David, that it's it winds up just being sort of just kind of an experiment uh, more than anything. Just but it's like yeah, it it's, starts off with this fantastic sequence of him this yeah. getaway from a robbery. Yeah, I thought there was going to be amazing. more of that throughout the just, film. Yeah, and then it just peters out and there's yeah. Yeah. nothing. And it's and that's the thing. And there's no aside from from Albert Brooks who shows up and, and kind of injects some life into the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just so like just monotone. And that's somebody who loves Jim Jarmusch. Yeah. Okay, saying okay. That, uh, this about the movie, but. Pretty much everybody agrees that it has a wonderful soundtrack, a great score by Cliff Martinez, and just a great choice of songs. And so, uh, so this is by Kavinsky and Love Fox with three X's. Oh, um, sure. We're gonna go ten seconds in. You son of a. Bitch. I'm sorry. And this uh, a song called Night Call. Boom. Boy, 
Uh, who's the lead actress in the movie? Uh, is that Carrie Mulligan? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, and Christina Hendricks is in it as well. That's right. And Bri- Brian Cranston is in it. You yeah. know what? Is Ron, good, and Ron Perlman. You know what? As good as Brian Cranston is on Breaking Bad, I do not care for him in movies lately. He yeah. just is not. I didn't see Godzilla. Oh, oh. Oh my God! He wears, he has two of the worst wigs I've ever seen. Because obviously they must have been filming yeah. when his head was right. shaved. Yeah. Oh Godzilla! I don't even want to talk about it. There's a lot of great stuff in Godzilla. There is. Yeah. How about some Godzilla? <laughs> we see those other two monsters yeah. go, the whole go, entire go, time. We go see, Godzilla. We see Godzilla probably as often. Eighty as minutes. We see in. the shark in Jaws, <laughs> and it's worth noting that the last the na- last names of the characters are Brody. I think they are trying to reference Jaws. Here's the difference. There is no Roy Scheider. There is no Robert Shaw. There is no Richard Dreyfuss. Here's the thing with with Godzilla. Godzilla's been around for, what, 50 years? We all know what Godzilla looks like. So when we go to see Godzilla, let's see Godzilla. We know what he looks like. It's not like they're hiding. I'm always a big fan of... of Scaling back on special effects, and also that, like when they when they drop and they're dropping past Godzilla and the mm-hmm. other monsters and stuff, we went from talking about Drive, yeah, yeah. to Godzilla, yeah. uh, and they're dropping past the the monsters and stuff. Uh, I loved that, <sighs> especially because it's just like this idea, of, like they don't even know we're here. Yeah, I thought that was kind of great. But anyway, yeah, uh, uh, yeah Drive. Can I is- ask why. <clears throat> Why you picked this song as opposed to a real hero, which is kind of the if there was a breakout song from this soundtrack, it's a real hero by college. Oh, these guys, uh, are, when these guys fight, it's the best part of Battleship uh, Potential. They're going to mix it up right now. It happens almost Pro- never. Probably not. No. <laughs> I'm just wondering why. Uh, just I don't know. I, it was between the two, and uh, I think I just liked. Uh, I think I like this one more, um, partially because it sounds strange, but. Uh, Drive is a very good Los Angeles movie as far as how it shows Los Angeles mm-hmm. and Valley in particular. It's a good Valley movie. And as, a, as somebody who tends to keep very late hours, and I'm often driving around Los Angeles late at night. Killing people. It seems very... <laughs> I drive people away from killing other people. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so... And this is the song I tend to listen to. If I'm going to listen to the Drive soundtrack, this is the one that I associate most with the mood of the film. Uh, that is often... If, you're, if you want to drive around Los Angeles late at night, listen to that song and you'll feel... Uh, pretty badass, and and a little bit melancholy. The um, did you see Nightcrawler? Because that's a great Los I Angeles did. movie. I love that movie. I love that movie. I've too. not seen, seen it yet. yet. Yeah, yeah that's it's a good it's, movie. It's gorgeous. I gotta catch up in my movies. I gotta catch up. I gotta catch up. It's the award season. <laughs> uh, and I didn't. Night your screeners, doing, man. Nightcrawler is doing better with critics than anyone thought it would. Yeah, he's getting. He might be nominated for an Oscar, and I don't like him uh, in I mean, general or really? in the film. In general, I think he's dull, but. I've liked him recently in this and what was uh, and I liked him in Pri- Prisoner. Prisoners. Yeah. He's great. In prisoners. That. Not a great movie. He's and great. Um, yeah, so I'm once, I'm coming around, see, but he's real he, good in this. Did you see Enemy? I did not see Enemy. It's not great, but again, he's by really the director good. of Prisoner, right? Yeah, and okay. he's uh, it's a dual role in an Enemy. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Once good. once he decided to become a character actor, yeah, suddenly he's actually pretty good. Yeah, I so. like I liked Source Code despite him. I didn't see it. I like Source Code. Like, if Source Code would have been Tom Cruise, as a blockbuster, I think. Uh, well, I mean, sadly, Tom Cruise apparently doesn't guarantee a blockbuster anymore. Well, I know. Because you can do awesome movies like Edge of Tomorrow yes. and Jack Reacher, and they don't get... Uh, I know. They don't get... As, they don't, anyway. Well, that's because of that Scientology. That's probably... Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Source Code with Tom Cruise would have been awesome. Yeah. 
Um, let's just go with the with the guy who is the king of the soundtracks, as Mike said uh, on uh, Battleship Pretension. He had a five uh, year run there where he was the man. Where he uh, he was the soundtrack king. This is Kenny Loggins. This is from uh, a movie I assume we all think is funny. Uh, it's something uh, called uh, Caddy Shack. Oh, one of the best. I'm all right. All we need to hear. It's easy to grin. <laughs> no, the ship no. comes in. No, You've I mean, got Cat, the stock market beat. If you read the script of Caddyshack, it's not, a great, some, it's not a great story. It's well, not a can great... I throw some fire here? I'm actually not a big Caddyshack. Oh, you I think get out of my sight. I think if you don't see it when you're like yeah. 11 or 12, it probably doesn't have the yeah, power. I mean, it's on my shelf, but I mean, it's not, you know. That said, that said it has one of my funniest my favorite lines the funniest lines in all movies we're not a danger field says that's the worst hat I ever saw but when you buy that hat you get a free bowl of soup no it looks good on you it looks though. good on you though <laughs> that was one of those movie debuts that I mean that just explodes somebody comedically like um, Michael Keaton in Night Shift yeah mm-hmm. you see the guy you like, they were not they yeah. were not household names until this movie and you walk out going who the hell was that guy because he yeah. was amazing yeah, I mean, Caddyshack's very episodic. We have a funny scene here, but might, which might, if we could cut it out, the movie still goes on, right. you know. But but uh, but it's one of those yeah. slob comedies. Is that what they now call? Now I know them? why tigers eat their young. <laughs> I heard a story. Wang, it's a parking lot. I guess the big thing, uh, the the big story about the first day on the set, Rodney thought it was going terribly because no one was laughing. He had never done a movie. He'd never before. done a movie, so he didn't know that they're like, well, Rodney, no one can laugh; it'll mess up the take. And then he got used to it because he was like, it's not working. It's terrible. I'm, I'm dying. I'm dying up here. <laughs> Ooh, the dance of the living dead. <laughs> I would just love a movie that actually makes it to Final Cut where everyone's just laughing at each other all yeah. the time. Every time there's a laugh line, the other actors just start laughing. I wonder if a Rodney Harvey Dangerfield. It. Exactly. Would a Rodney Dangerfield biopic be great? Uh, it, it's a tough thing. Who do you play? Uh, no, it wouldn't. Because they'd fuck it up. Yeah, they would. Somebody's yeah. doing a bad Rodney t- impression. They'd make him yeah. too much of an asshole like they do with every biopic. They're yeah. like, oh, warts and all. And then that's yeah, all they show. Them. Passed just out weird. drugs and <laughs> stuff. Warts, warts only. Warts yeah. only. Warts only. <laughs> we will, and, and they would probably show like maybe one or two jokes. Like one or two of the things oh, that we actually are watching right. for. Boom butts. Yeah. And Ted Knight is still my guy in the, all those movies. Pretty yeah, he, he makes me laugh like nobody else. Um, all right. I'm going to move it on with... Um, Scorsese. We're back to Scorsese again, right. a guy who loves his music. And uh, he always... The only problem I have with his movies is that eventually he's... I'm like, okay, when is he going to sneak in the stone song? There it is. <laughs> and it's always Gimme Shelter. Give me I don't shelter. know. I mean, right. enough. All the time. Um, but this one is uh, from Goodfellas. And it's a scene. It's uh, Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, a small scene where uh, Ray Liotta's with his mistress and kind of making eyes at Debbie Mazar. Mazar? Mazar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's an Aretha Franklin song called Baby, I Love You. And I heard it. I didn't really know it before the movie. And uh, I love it. It's just a jam. So I picked this one. Where do we take it from? Oh, this is at uh, 25 seconds, please. I got a 29. That's a 23. This is a difficult cue for me. 24. It's going to have to do it. All right. Oh, and I do declare I just 
Looney Tunes. This is that era of, um, this is in the late 60s when she went to the Muscle Shoals studios mm-hmm. down there and those guys were, yeah. By the way, have you seen that documentary? Yes. It's so good. And they, t- they did yeah. this. So this is like 67 or 68. And they, so this is the second of her Atlantic records when they sent her down there. And then she did uh, I've Never Loved a Man the Way I've Loved You. Yeah, yeah. It's just all that stuff. They just gave her a groove and she kind of took off. But that's from these sessions. It's like the Swampers behind yeah. her there. I got to catch up on my documentaries. Yeah, you got to see the Muscle Shoals. <laughs> yeah, everyone tells oh, me. Oh, you got to see that see one. That's really good. But uh, Martin Scorsese is so good at using using music in his movies. That Scorsese? In Wolf, in Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> he used moving out in such a way that I forgot that Billy Joel is terrible. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> As Pat calls him that asshole from Long Island. Oh, I do love his music, but I, I bet he's an unsavory character and person. <laughs> That's what I think. David, you're up with... Uh, okay. With, oh, speaking of... Uh, yeah, this is from 99, yeah. um, the year I got my driver's license, and so the, so the year that I got to see all the weird movies I wouldn't have seen, mm-hmm. started getting to see all the weird movies. It's, um, uh, yeah, I'm just going to say, it's The Virgin Suicides, um, and it's by Air. The entire soundtrack is by Air, and this is the song called Playground Love. And we're taking it at... Oh, at 30 seconds. Thank you. Okay, let's Sorry. cue this. As they say in, in, in the club, as it cues this motherfucker up. I don't know. You've never been in a club. You have no idea what they say in a club. They say they could drop the digital needle on this motherfucker. Sexy saxophone. Yeah. And that's nineteen ninety nine. It was a time musically when the saxophone had was not in trend. Yeah, and I think uh, it's used very well. Yeah, that was good. Sexophone. I coined that phrase. Sexophone? Yep. T-shirts. I I did not include that song, anticipating David Wood. Ah, (laughs) see? That's how much he likes it? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I remember you and I lived lived together. For years. And that... Uh, your soundtrack for Virgin Suicides got a lot of play between the two of us, so I I thought that one was coming. How long did you guys uh, shack up for? Three years? No. No, probably closer to four, actually, technically. Yeah. Yeah, about four. So where you moved out? You moved out here together? No, no, we didn't live um, here. We, here. Lived, we lived in Chicago together uh, across two different apartments for four years. Yeah, oh, we've all lived we in lived Chicago. In, we lived in Chicago yeah. together. Yes, we did. Oh, well, we lived in Wrigleyville for a year, and uh-huh. it was too expensive and full of Cubs fans. Okay. Yep. Oh, so. <laughs> oh, you're a Cardinals guy. Right. Oh yeah. boy, you really went into enemy <laughs> and territory. Just, and I just don't like. And you just drums. don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. Were you guys in college in Chicago? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Where'd you go? Northwestern. Columbia, Columbia College, Chicago. Oh, I took Which a summer is, class there at Columbia College. It's, uh, very happy I went there. What'd you study? Uh, film, film and, and video. Yeah. All right. And then uh, our second place was in. Uh, I, don't, I never know if it's Edgewater or Andersonville. One of those. It, right right off, around. Right like, off the Bryn Mawr. Red all right. Light, okay. So yeah. People yeah. know. 
which uh, a neighborhood when we moved in, it was mostly large Mexican families and small apartments. And if only you yeah. would have bought. And, and, <laughs> right. gay, and gay men. Yeah. And then us. And if you go there now, it's full of like bistros and hair salons and Thai <laughs> yeah, cafes exactly. and all kinds I, of things. Yeah, I went and visited uh, in October. And uh, yeah, Bryn Mawr really took off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as opposed to uh, they decided to do something with all those boarded up storefronts. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, when the Latin Kings moved out, maybe uh, things <laughs> got now, better. When you wake up in LA in November, December, uh, you're glad that you're not in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess. <laughs> I miss, I miss like, Really cold weather and snow. I don't miss that. waiting for the train when it's twenty degrees out with a wind chill of negative. That is true. I, I do not miss it. And the and train you don't is miss late. inside of your nose is freezing. Yeah, summer's no place more fun. Yeah, the thing the, about uh, the, the L train is that when you're waiting for it, you're up above anything that could block the wind. Exactly. Yeah, you're yeah you just. Yeah. It's like As being it turns a, out you're the thing that's. Yeah, 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 it's, it's like being on a ski lift. You're just. I remember morning in Chicago. Put the key in my car. Turned the key, and nothing. Oh, just yeah. not even not not even like a just a it's just frozen frozen <laughs> over yeah no, yep nothing Terrible. as if the, your your actual car is saying uh, no we're not going anywhere I'm not I'm <laughs> not awake how I'm not awake yet well, there's a moment when you, you do start it then you start it up and then you got to go scrape the outside of the window <laughs> yeah. and then you get in and then there's a moment you just and it's quiet and you just go. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yep. And then and just, just, yeah, it just frosts up the yeah, middle. Your breath frosts oh, everything up. God. Yeah. I, so I, that's virgin suicides. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you don't like the, you're, you're not, you don't like a tangent. No, uh, anyway, no, he, I, yeah, I, I, he keeps it going. He keeps us on track. Oh, it's, nice. it's, it's fun, you know, uh, reminiscing about uh, the old days, Dave. Anyway, Virgin <laughs> Suicides is a movie that's full of great music that isn't on the soundtrack album. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I always hate that. That's always weird. Yeah, because the soundtrack album is most, it's just the music that Air did. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the movie has, what does it have? It has like sticks and, mm-hmm. and all, everything from that late 70s yeah. era in it that's really great. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted the, and you so, didn't. the tangent. Everything's Sophia good. Coppola, what, whatever you might think about her films, I'm a big fan of hers, mm. but uh, she also puts together a good soundtrack. Yeah, uh, Lost yeah. in Translation was on my short yeah. list. I wanted to play oh, sometimes yeah. my, my, my Bloody Valentine. And Marie Antoinette uh, has a really great soundtrack right, which I've, as well. I've actually never seen it. I know. Me either. I'm trying to think if you'd like it. I think you'd like I think it. I'd like it. Um, okay, so uh, we are now getting around to the aforementioned Inside Lewin Davis, mm-hmm. which I agree uh, as far as what the studio tried to do with the soundtrack. They really pushed it uh, to try and like get the sales up. And what I will say is um, they, were right, they had a good instinct insofar as they knew they had a great product. I think those songs are wonderful. Um, and Oscar Isaac, especially as Lewin Davis, I mean, he has a really soulful voice. Uh, and so there's a lot of songs by him, but basically any music you hear in the film uh, wh- is is on that soundtrack. And so um, there's a song called Fare Thee Well, and there are two different versions of it. One is by Lewin, and then his, as the film starts, his uh, former uh, partner uh, has... Uh, has died and so now he's going it alone mm-hmm. so you hear both versions one of the two of them and mm-hmm. then one by himself and not not surprisingly the one by himself is a great deal more melancholy and and very sad and so uh it's called fare thee well uh this is sung by oscar isaac uh and we're gonna go 35 seconds in boom right on the money the woman i love Tall. She 
like a cannonball. that song yeah, yeah i think it's yeah. beautiful i just want to go back and watch that movie again yeah mm-hmm. now this is a, a gorgeous film this is a this is a this is a sort of a, a rock solid tie-in it is um so the our my other one of my other co-hosts murray uh valeriano, valeriano his wife is how do you, i always forget how to say mary's last name zofries mary zofries she's the costume designer on every coen brothers film since fargo she was well, nominated for I True Grit. Name, I thought the name sounded yeah, familiar. So yeah. She did uh, this movie. She did. Yeah, she did Interstellar. Mm-hmm. And was that uh, a no, that's no, Nolan. no. But I mean, she also does Christopher Nolan. Yeah, she stuff. does some Christopher yeah. Nolan stuff. She's so, big. Uh, she's she's, well, she's very, big. she's gigantic. Yeah, well known, very well known. Have any of us been nominated for an Academy? No, Award? we have not. not that yeah. I know. Hang on, yet. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> So uh, there's a shout I was, out. I was shout nominated. out to Mary and Murray. Well, I have been nominated yes. for multiple podcast award nominations. Oh, oh. Now what? Uh, where do I watch those awards? Does uh, who hosts those when they're on the air? Uh, you know what? Oh shoot, David Lawrence hosted <laughs> oh, them last really? year. Yeah, and I know that he's a, a guy that uh, some of you know, right? Is that the David Lawrence? Uh, is he the actor? Yes. Yeah, he played the Big Lebowski. That's him. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's yeah, a callback yeah. to the Battleship Retention. Oh yeah. Oops. Um, <laughs> was he on? Maybe I don't know who he is. I don't know. It's, I, I know him primarily through. Apparently, he's worked with uh, comedian Mike Schmidt uh, from time to time. I think. They I think David Lawrence. Yeah, I, David Lawrence. I think used to be married to Mike's co-host Lily. Ah, uh, that sounds uh, familiar. Okay. Yes, that's uh, and David was on Heroes. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was uh, I only a, he watched was, the first season of that. He was a villain on Heroes. Uh, okay. But yeah, and so, uh, so yeah, uh, and uh, and uh, the I, I will say this: the podcast awards are uh, a huge joke. They uh, mean nothing, <laughs> and to be nominated means nothing. But you were nominated. <laughs> I've been nominated oh, five times. We've, we've well, that's no- terrific. What category? He's been nominated more than I. What category? We were, both nominated. We were not. BP was nominated one year. Right. More than one lesson has been nominated in the religion category five years. Oh, ago. nice. Oh, thank you. Well, I mean. We but as, li- as we've established, they mean nothing. Meaningless. Yeah, <laughs> bullshit awards. It's a big waste of time. <laughs> Where are these? Hell? Unless, of course, unless, of course, uh, I ever win. In which case, and then they're, it's, they're, it's, a, it's an honor. Yeah. <laughs> when you were nominated and you were on the red carpet, what were you wearing? Or, I'm sorry. Uh, who, who, who were, were you wearing? wearing? Who were you wearing? Whom were you? Wearing? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I was wearing uh, Target. <laughs> That's what I always wear. Marona. That's the Target. Brand. Uh-huh. That's the brand. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to play a song by another. Uh, whenever I have a guest on the show, then I call them. Uh, I call them a friend of the show. So this is uh, this is from Reality Bites. This was her uh, first reality her first single. Uh, she had a number one single without having a record contract because of this movie soundtrack. This is Lisa Loeb with "Stay." You say I only hear what I want to. 
movie I did not care for. I never saw the movie. Really? I just got a, I'm n- lukewarm on the movie. But I just I got like, a nostalgia like rush so bad. <laughs> I had to hold on to the armchair. <laughs> like, I used to, when I was in like 6th and 7th grade, I would listen, I would just mm-hmm. listen to the radio for hours mm-hmm. with a tape deck in, and as soon as yeah. the song started that I liked, you record it. Record. Yeah. And that was one of, the, one of the songs. Yeah, I hadn't heard that song in a long, she long time. She looks exactly the same. It's well, crazy. She, she had a reality show for a short time, right? Where yeah, she, she did. Dating, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was called um, Dating Lisa Loeb. Single was it called? <laughs> I forget what it was Stay called. with Lisa Loeb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, uh, I can't remember the name. of it. I can't remember. It was on VH1, though. I watched it. There's that movie, and it was like this. You know, it was. They really build it to be. This is the Gen X movie, man. Yeah, Ninety four. And it was really just a just a bunch of whiny people. <laughs> Janine privilege, privilege, fucking whiny people. We did Ethan Hawke's an asshole in it. You just want to punch him. That's usually how it works out. Oh. Um, <laughs> we did an episode about 90s movies, and it's so interesting to just, like, no, in really no other decade, or at least may, maybe the 60s, but, like, in the last 40 or 50 mm-hmm. years, there's been no other decade where people would say, hey, come on, it's the blank. <laughs> Nobody said it's the 80s. Nobody said it's the aughts right. or the 2010s. They might specify a year. It's 2014 or something like that. But the 90s, about come on, man, it's the 90s. And it always meant, we're so much smarter than we yeah. ever were. Like, there was an arrogance there. And come on, man, it's really- the 90s. Music yeah. is terrible. Yeah. Um, but, like, Singles was another one that I, yeah. I thought was a better movie. Much better yeah. movie. Yeah. Better soundtrack. Was that Cameron Crowe? No. Cameron that better, Crow. better filmmaker. Which I didn't bring any Camera Crowe in. Singles Oh, my God. I didn't bring anything from Almost Famous, which is one of my favorite. But Singles has the... I know we're not talking about reality bites, but Singles has the two Paul Westerberg Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has and a smashing great great soundtrack. Dyslexic Heart. Uh, yeah, that's one yeah. of them. It's great. Um, great soundtrack. But yeah, when, when you said Reality Bites, I thought for sure you were going to play the Juliana Hatfield song. Juliana uh, Hatfield is not a friend of the show. No, I guess she's not. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You keep at it, guys. Mm-hmm. I uh, love what you. I, I I love what you're playing. Oh, thank you. We'll start this at uh, nine seconds. This is um, we're back to Dustin Hoffman back again. Back to Dustin Hoffman. And um, this is uh, rest in a uh, rock and peace, Mike Nichols. We lost a genius in 2014, and this was uh, from the Graduate. And it was really odd at the time that one band did the entire soundtrack this movie. So the big hits, of course, were Mrs. Robinson and Sound of Silence were all in this. But this was one. That I kind of forgot about, yeah. and then I went back to the soundtrack, and it was, it was just like it's only a minute and forty seconds yep. the song, but it's uh, it's a good song. It's called "April Come She Will." And David Grusin did the incidental music, by the way. Okay, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> cock. <laughs> April come she will when streams are ripe and swelled with rain. Resting in my arms again June 
<laughs> I, uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful little song. I, I love Simon and Garfunkel yeah. so much. Oh, well, I think God. this is sort of, uh, to tie into the whole soundtrack thing in general, is sort of a testament to the power of movies. Because when I was growing up, I didn't like... I didn't like older music except for punk rock. I didn't like right. anything older than my generation except for mm-hmm. punk rock. I didn't, get, I, I didn't hate it. I just didn't get it. I thought yeah. it was what my parents listened to or whatever. And I didn't get Paul Simon or Simon and Garfunkel until I saw The Graduate and it brought it home to me yeah. just how, how powerful that music is. And now I'm a huge Paul Simon fan. I insisted that the DJ play at my wedding play multiple Paul Simon and Simon. We met uh, me and Julio down at the schoolyard yeah. and uh, The Obvious Child. We, made, we danced to... Uh, both of those songs at the reception, my wedding reception. I'm a huge fan, and I so I might not have gotten it. Right. Uh, I mean, maybe eventually would have, but I, that's what made me get what Simon and Garfunkel were of this movie. I know it. It seems like Simon and Garfunkel is something that you get when you get older, even though they made that music when they were way younger yeah, than any 20s. of us are. I mean, he wrote "Hello Darkness, My Old Friend." When he was yeah. in his twenty, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. unbelievable yeah. line to write when you're young. I was lucky enough to get to see them in concert when they came through Chicago me too. on the Old Friends Tour. Yes, me too. Um, and uh, what astounds me is because, I mean, you, you guys see more concerts mm-hmm. than I do, which is to see. Oh, of which course. Is to so say, we certainly do, Tyler. Yes, which is to say you see any. Uh, I've seen probably six in my life. <laughs> okay. um, I saw two last week. <laughs> and so, uh, and something that, uh, you know, that I hear regularly is that, you know, when those uh, guys, as they get older, mm-hmm. their voices go. Yeah, Art Garfunkel's has not. And yeah. maybe in the last ten years, because ten years ago that I saw the concert. But like, yeah. he was well into his sixties yeah. at that point. He can still do "Bridge Over Troubled Water." Yeah, yeah. that's the big closer. That's can, the big closer. Like he filled. Uh, what is? Oh shoot! What in Chicago? What is it? Uh, the the Rose, not the United, Allstate Arena, United the, Center, United Center, United yeah, Center, yeah. Yeah. Allstate um, Arena. Well, yeah, they sort out the Staples yeah. Center here. Yeah, it was huge, and he just filled that whole room. And it's one of those things, like, because I was my my wife's a big Paul Simon fan, so I was mm. more familiar with his work. Yeah. alone. When you hear them together, you do realize, uh, like, it's 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 almost like this idea of like, oh yes, uh, Paul Simon is kind of the heart of the of the band. And I think you can say Art Garfunkel is the soul. Yeah. Because, like, I'm not going to cry at anything Paul Simon writes. I might cry at something that Paul, uh, that Simon and Garfunkel do. Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing. I caught I this one documentary, it. and I think it was a, it might have, I, I don't know if it was a movie or just a, like a, a special on a TV about uh, just the making of an album. Uh-huh. You know, those specials that were all about the classic yeah, albums. Yeah, yeah. And they were doing Bridge Over Troubled Water, and they said the first time they brought it out, uh, they nobody had ever heard of it. Then they were doing it at a soundtrack, and one of like the tech guys were going. They were just doing a normal soundtrack. All of a sudden, this song starts, and everybody just stops working. And they're listening. Like, what the, the heck is this? Song? Oh my god, this is amazing! Um, and for Simon to give him that song, which is yeah, was a big gift because they knew it was going to be a big thing. Yeah, you know? it's uh, since since that tour, um, Art has had. Uh, he's not a friend of the show, but I do know this. He said uh, par- Mark, paralysis of uh, his one vocal cord. Oh. So he's just now doing some solo shows and getting that yeah. worked out. But for like, because that's why they haven't toured together since. Because, yeah. I mean, Paul, who's an, he's kind of an asshole. He just says, Marty can't do it right now. Marty can't do it right now. The guy has paralysis of his vocal cord. <laughs> Give, cut him a break. <laughs> but uh, I read uh, Penny Marshall's book. This ties in. Um, she, she dated Art Garfunkel. And she was dating him at the time of the 1981 concert in the park, the big reunion concert. Oh, yeah. 
And she said there were like weeks and weeks and weeks of deciding what the set list was going to be. And it's so funny because when you see the set list, it's exactly what it should yeah, be. Yeah, it's, it's like, obvious. It's all the but hits. One yeah. of the biggest fights they had was Art, that crazy Art Garfunkel hair. He wore a toupee for years. Hmm. You, can you, look, from, you can look. You can look get it from like, the Harpo section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Paul Paul wore a toupee at that time too, and demanded that Art wear the toupee because Art didn't want to wear it anyway. He's like, I don't want to do. I just I'm going bald. It's fine. And he's like, No. We have to wear the two pigs. <laughs> Penny Marshall's book is great. Oh, if, I gotta, you I should read definitely read it. Uh, okay. I don't know how we got on Penny Marshall. <laughs> I am Simon Garfunkel. Okay. All right. David. This could not be more of a 180 from Simon Garfunkel. Um, now I'm going to give you an advance warning. We're going to start at the beginning. But, Pat, I think you should turn up the volume before you hit play this time because it's very important to hear the very beginning of this. Yep. You son this, of a bitch. This is um, sort of like Inside Lewin Davis. What are we queuing it up to, uh, first of all? It's from the beginning. Oh, Jesus. Um, um, sort of like Inside Lewin Davis It's uh, all songs that are performed in the movie That were written for the movie This song is actually written by Beck um, Of Beck fame um, But it is performed by the in-movie band Sex Bob-omb I love, from Scott I love this movie versus the world. And it's the opening title song It's called We Are Sex bob <laughs> I, got, I remember seeing this movie. I wasn't really familiar with the... Uh, it's a comic, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a graphic know, novel. Shut up. <laughs> I didn't know anything about hey, it. that improv. Yeah, he, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> what, am I, what am I, Mo? I know. <laughs> Next, you're just going to hear... Kink. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I remember walking out of the movie going, and you know what? They, they, they swung for the fences in this movie. They went all out, and yeah. some of it worked, some of it didn't, but I got to hand it to them. They tried, you know? It was like, it was out there. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I saw yeah. it. So he went overboard with it, and I like overboard. Yeah, sometimes. this was the first. This was, I was so excited. I saw it opening day. I saw it with comedian Jeff Tate. We went, and this was the first time I was watching a movie, and I'm like, I, I, I know what they're doing. I, I, it just it didn't. I, I just thought, I, I, may, I might be too old for this movie. <laughs> yeah. Because it just didn't resonate. <laughs> no, there was some of that. It didn't well, resonate that- with me. But I, I mean, I. If people said, "Did you see Scott Pilgrim?" and I said, "And I said, yeah, I didn't. I don't know. It's not a bad movie at all." There was a video game aspect there that I don't, I don't think know why I latched I onto. I don't know but... why I didn't enjoy it more than I should have. Well, that I mean, that, oh, wait. that song yeah. we just heard is the it's the opening titles. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some movie before yeah. that. That's the opening titles. That's a loud rock and song, and yeah. the opening titles don't soften it any. It's a very assaultive yeah. sequence, yeah, yeah. Of, and it sort yeah. of sets the tone. Like you and know, I love all the actors don't, who don't were relax in it. In this movie, like this movie's not going to let you up the let you off the floor. Uh, I think it's fantastic, um, but I also think yeah. it's funny that that's back. Given his yeah. most recent album, which is fantastic, but is essentially adult contemporary, <laughs> the, to to know that he still has that in him yeah. as well 
uh, is really cool. And I'm so disappointed that uh, that Ant Man was taken away from Edgar Wright. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's really a bummer. Yeah. Um, the other song I <laughs> wanted to pick almost as a joke because mm. it's only about four seconds long. We don't do comedy here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's performed by the in I think it's written by uh, Broken Social Scene or someone from Broken Social mm-hmm. Scene, but in the movie it's performed by Crash and the Boys. And I think the song is called "We Are So Sad, So Very Sad." Yeah, and, and it's about a four second song where they just say <laughs> "So Sad." And that's it. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Oh, Tyler Smith. All right. So Are we my, our last one? I think yeah. we're on our last one. Uh, yeah, that was last, David's last, last one. Second, okay, yeah. This is my last one. You've got I, two, actually, in the chat. I'm, I'm picking I, that, one. The last one is uh, number 11 is a backup in case somebody I had, had a backup to these others. All right. Um, I have nine backups. <laughs> yeah, I've got one more. And then I predict that I'm going to be quiet for about a minute and a half. Um, so okay. there was a movie that came out this year called The Guest. Directed by, I cannot remember his name. David? Adam Wingard. Adam Wingard, thank you. Ah, <laughs> um, Winnie. Good thing David's here. I know. He, he and I, David and I both really like this movie. We were at the we same screening, together, right? Which we never go to the movies together. We didn't go to this together. We didn't go to this together. We, we happened to go to the same There's screen. no buffer seat, right? You sit yeah, right next really? to each other. Yeah. We weren't even. No, yeah. I went and saw it with my wife. And, okay. he, and he was across the room. Yeah. <laughs> and stayed across the room, by the way. It was like, it was like, I like that. college you, you, when we took the same class. Just gave a thumbs up. Yeah, right. We'll see you. Hey, we'll talk here. about it later. Talk about it later. Sport. <laughs> um, Don't see. ruin my handy J. So it is a. <laughs> uh, it's a wonderful film. If you have the opportunity to see it, I would say take advantage. Uh, it is very much a, a throwback to oh, what again? Uh, what is it called? the guest. The guest. It's kind of a throwback to. Uh, a certain type of thriller from the 1980s. Who's in it? What, who's, who's in this? It's Dan the, Stevens. Dan Stevens from, from Down, Downton Abbey. Yeah. Which, um, who is he in Downton Abbey? Because I watch Downton Abbey. He's, he's Matthew. He's the... Yeah, spoilers. He's, he's the one who died in the car accident. Oh, I never say that. Oh, and he's, gonna, he, and he's uh, currently in uh, Night at the Museum. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes, yeah. he's Lancelot. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and so... Um, um, it also has... Um, now I forget her name, who plays the mom, but she's in the aforementioned singles. I yeah. Cannot, I'm trying I to blank on her name. Her. She was also on Lost. She was on Gossip Girl. I can't remember her name. Uh, Leland Orser is yeah. in it. Um, okay. Uh, Lance Reddick. Uh, Lance Reddick. From The Wire. Is in it. Mm-hmm. AJ Bowen from You're Next. Yeah. It's not, it's not like Joel a... David Moore. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. I cut, I cut you off. Continue. Tell us about the guest. Um, who's the... Oh, Ethan Embry is also in it. That's right. But, um, from That Thing You Do. That's right. That's, that's right. Although he doesn't look like that. No. Not at all. No, um, he's, a, he's a stocky motherfucker now. Wow. And so, uh, yeah, he looks. Uh, he's a burly guy. Yeah, um, he's also wonderful in the film Cheap uh, Cheap Thrills. But anyway, um, so this film had such a notable soundtrack, and music played such. Again, it's a throwback mm-hmm. in the style of the film, but it's also a throwback in how it uses its music. It feels very eighties. The types of music, the the, the songs that it uses feel very 80s um and uh it's just very prominent in the film so much so that i mean my wife and i came away from it being like we got to buy that soundtrack but the film's very small the studio was not planning on putting out a soundtrack but everyone that saw it said where can we buy this gotcha and so the studio released it and it wasn't planning on it like that's how powerful it was when you saw the film so uh this is a film called uh i believe it's called haunted by the song called oh sorry uh the song is called I don't know. What, uh, Haunted when the minutes drag. Haunted when the minutes drag. Thank you. By Love and Rockets. We're going to go 45 seconds in. Hmm. 
And this is, it was an original motion picture soundtrack. So this is a new Love and Rocket song just for this movie? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's a soundtrack for an original motion picture. Boom. I find a solitary hair Golden still I reminisce I'm haunted Haunted by Sorry, I forgot to cue. It's eight Look, minutes I know long. it's your last song, but are you, try, are you trying to get? Uh, you're trying to play the whole thing. <laughs> All you're playing some long. kind of a game over there. <laughs> yeah, haunted, the minutes I are dragging. Have He's to, haunted when the minutes are dragging. I desperately have to go to the bathroom, but I decide I'm going to play the you, full eight minutes. Yeah, song. okay. Can you can you before you go to the restroom? Can you logline it for us? Tell us what that movie's about. The guest is it a horror film? Uh, it's a thriller. thriller. Not exactly a horror, but it has the story. Is there's a family in I don't know if they say when uh, is it in New Mexico? I want to say it's New Mexico. Okay. Um, and their son died in Iraq or Afghanistan. It's not specified. Okay. And this guy comes. He shows up one day. He mm-hmm. says, "I served with your son. I was with him when he died. Okay. I wanted to come and, uh, and you know and." and Pass on his last words yeah. and all that, and they, they're so comforted by his presence. Yeah, they invite him to stay with them, and it, of course, it turns yeah. out he's not what he seems. Yes. And he yes. sort of starts in, exerting his influence over their lives, and when things don't go his way, he starts exerting his influence in more increasingly violent ways. Oh, I love yeah. this so far. It's great. Sounds yeah. like Thanksgiving in my house. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Pat. I I can't wait to hear your. I I I'd get, I would guess that I will be rendered speechless by your next pick. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm gonna play a song. Uh, again, I have I have like five more, so I I wanted to pick. I, I have to pick one of these, so I'm gonna pick one because he said Ethan Embry. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna play a song from Empire Records. Oh, oh, Empire See, Records. I'll say beforehand. Yes, there are so many songs that we talked about with Vernon Suicides. There are so many songs that are in the movie Empire Records yeah. that aren't, aren't on, on the soundtrack, soundtrack. album. That I decided to leave it off entirely. Yeah, it's tough. Do I need to revisit that movie because I don't yeah. remember it no. liking it that yeah, much. If, I liked it. It's, I've, I loved it when I was a kid. I was the per, I'm the yeah. perfect age. Yeah, I was not. Records. It, no, I don't. Think Doesn't hold up anymore. Was that? You want to see a young? You want to see Renee Zellweger's old face? You right. want to see a Liv Jason Tyler? Lee? Is that Jason Lee? Uh, no, it's um um. I can't remember who's who's in it. It's but it's Rory Cochran. Who owns uh, the record store? Which actor? Um, who's the actor that Anthony owns it? Paglia? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Liv Tyler's uh, in Liv it. Tyler. Yeah. Uh, Debbie Mazo, Robin Tooney. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was, it, was that Smith? But, who who directed that? I have no. I, I, I forget know. too. Um, it's yeah. It's it's not a very good movie. Yeah. But this, oh, the, you know what? I'm thinking Mallrats. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Um, but the movie has the Buggles in it. It yeah. has Guar. It mm-hmm. has all kinds of stuff. 
Ethan Embry wears a Chainsaw Kittens T-shirt at one <laughs> yeah. point. If, uh, none of that stuff's in the in the on the soundtrack. And it's got uh, it's got a song co-written by a friend of the show, Marshall Crenshaw. Oh, is it? Uh, he wrote it with a couple of guys from the Jim Blossoms, and this was a this is a big uh, this is a big hit. This is "Till I Hear It From You." I like this one. I didn't ask. You shouldn't have told me. The first I'd laugh, but now it's sinking in fast. Whatever you told me, well, baby, I don't wanna take advice from fools. I just figure everything is cool. Until I hear it from you Well, you, pick, you picked the right one Empire, yes. Yeah, it is, that's em- a good song Empire Records was directed by a guy named Alan Moyle Whose other directing credits were Pump Up the Volume The Gun and Betty, Lou- the gun and Betty Lou's Handbag And uh, yeah, it's for Atmosphere Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> talking about Alan, I'm tra- talking about director Alan Moyle. All right, yeah, yeah. Gonna, sorry, uh, so pump up yeah. the volume. He did pump up the volume. Yeah, he did pump up the volume. He did uh, the Gun and Betty Lou's Handbag, Empire Records, and these other things. I don't know. Uh, Fan of movies, Man in or the music, Mirror, the Michael say. Jackson story. He likes the music. He does. How sweet it is. That's a documentary. What the? Oh, he's attached. He's attached. That's a project that's uh, in production, and it's. Uh, but uh, let me. Uh, I'm going to send. I'm going to send my apologies out because this is what I do. Is when I people who we didn't get to. Yeah, I'm going to uh, Blondie. I was going to play "Call Me" from American Gigolo. You don't have anything oh, more to say about huge. Empire Records before? Uh, no, or the all. Gin Blossoms? Is there more to no, say? No. Well, well that's, I think there's more to say about the Gin Blossoms, who I don't think have. Uh, I, they were. They, they were, were a good they were band, so and they dropped off the face of the exactly. earth. Exactly. They have. Um, they I'm going to. Really gonna, interesting backstory. Uh, did somebody die? Yeah, the guitar player who co-wrote um, most of the songs on the first album. But again, he co-wrote them. A lot of people uh, give that guy like a, way more credit than I think he, he deserves. He co-wrote the but songs. But it's, it's, it's an interesting story that the songs, by the time we heard all these songs, yeah. that we made them hits, yeah. he was no longer, he wasn't no. even playing on them. No. He wasn't even part of it, but he wrote, yeah. co-wrote most of That's yeah. a fascinating story to me. Um, the, the second album is, if the first, if Jim Blossom's album is a 10, let's say it's a 10, I don't know if it is, but if, it, <laughs> if you say it's a 10, the second album's an eight. It's great. And they have two other albums. They have four albums. I saw them a year ago. They're still making fun music like that, and they're still a good live band. I'd go see them. I haven't yeah. seen them live, though. Are well, you telling me if Jim Blossoms come through, we're going to go see them? <laughs> totally. Dude, shut up. Uh, my <laughs> uh, apologies to Lindsey Buckingham for Holiday Road from Vacation. Oh, of course. Uh, apologies to Rod Stewart from the Night Shift soundtrack. It plays over the end credits. That's what friends are far, for. Far. Far. Friends are far. 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 That's what friends are for. Um, All good choices. All are good we? Choices. Uh, I think we're done. Got I got. A, I got one left. Yeah, he still has. Jesus. No, I think we're done. Oh, you asshole! <laughs> <laughs> well, let me do my apologies first. I apologize okay. for uh, the Heart of the Come soundtrack, which has mm. uh, kind of put reggae on the map in yeah. uh, the U.S. But uh, Pat has a strict no reggae policy. No, that's not true. I don't care for it. <laughs> yeah, I know you, you can don't play care. it. Um, and uh, to Cameron Crowe, who I'm a fan of all of his movies, yeah. and uh, I didn't bring anything from him. Yeah, you a fan of Vanilla Sky? Especially, all, well, no, not that one. <laughs> but almost famous, really. I, I mean, anything off that one, it all works. And and um, Hart, Nancy Wilson from Hart, yeah, did the soundtrack because they were married at the time, and she did the the band Sweet. Was 
Stillwater. Stillwater, yeah. And uh, they have great music on that one. So apologies to them. But this is, uh, we talked about Tarantino yeah. earlier, and it's a man who loves his music. And mm-hmm. then some songs you hear, and you immediately, all you can think about is the scene where the music is mm-hmm. playing. Like, I can never hear Steeler's Wheel oh, stuck yeah. in the middle with you again without seeing that guy's ear sawed off. Yeah. And uh, this song, when you hear it, you'll put yourself right in there. So uh, put, it started at 31. Did you? The 31 seconds. There you go. See? It was a teenage wedding and the old folks wished them well. You could see that Pierre did truly love the mademoiselle. And now the young monsieur and madame have rung the chapel bell. C'est la vie, c'est the old folks. It goes to show you never can tell. Furnished off an apartment with a two-room robot sale. The coolerator was crammed with TV dinners and ginger ale. But when Pierre found work, the little money coming worked out well. C'est la vie, c'est the old folks. The culture show you never can tell. One of his uh, last hits, actually. I think it was like 64 or something. After he got out of jail, this one came out. When, uh, when I hear that, I want to go have a $5 milkshake. Yeah, that better good, be a fucking good milkshake. Yeah, it's just milk and ice cream. I mean, what's the... <laughs> you had a bourbon in that or nothing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's do some... Let's go around the table with some promotions. Where, tell well, us a... I'll say, can I do my honorable mentions real quick? Oh, I've yeah. Got, I've got a ton what of... Did no, you forget? I think I said we're done. <laughs> All right. I want to... Now, how the... come I'm getting shivved on this? Finishing up here. <laughs> the other big song from Jackie Brown, Didn't I Blow Your Mind This Time, by the Delphonics. Oh, that's a great good song. song. Um, great. I mentioned sometimes by uh, My Bloody Valentine from Lost in Translation. <laughs> I would have picked Hold Not from a hero, for a Hero from Footloose. Yeah, that's oh, good. Oh, yeah. Um, Tractor Fight. Um, Tractor Fight. <laughs> we mentioned Dyslexic Heart from Singles. Yes, great. Uh, the Cure song from The Crow. It's called Burn. It's fantastic. I don't know that. Um, Lose Yourself by Eminem from 8 Mile. Um, Inagata DeVita is in Manhunter. And that mm-hmm. was, yeah. if, I, if anyone had stepped on one of mine, I was ready to go with Inagata DeVita. <laughs> that would be the next one. Um, I love both the Pumpkin songs, especially Pumpkin songs from Batman and Robin. Um, <laughs> the Pumpkin song. Um, from, also from Pulp Fiction, uh, The Urge Overkill. Um, cover of uh, Neil Diamond. Yeah, yeah. Girl, be, be a woman, woman soon. soon. Great um, from Office Space. The Ghetto Boys. Damon feels good to be a gangster. Yeah. Um, the times they are changing from the opening titles of Watchmen. Uh, you did Empire Records. Mm. I mentioned uh, Take My Breath Away by Berlin. Yeah. From uh, from Top, Top Gun. Gun. Um, and finally, the song 24-Hour Party People from the movie 24-Hour Party People. Oh, yeah. By the Happy Mondays. Wow. Those are my honorable mentions. You had a lot of, uh, yeah. a lot yeah. of honorable I, mentions. I'd say I spent a lot of time. I don't have mine written down, but the ones that did not make the cut mm-hmm. but could have. Um, it's Your Thing from Out of Sight, which introduced me to the Isley Brothers, which, oh, is, yeah. which I love. I love Out of Sight. Um, it's such a great movie. The entire Superfly soundtrack by Curtis Mayfield. Absolutely. Which I think is uh, amazing. You don't play a lot of that kind of music. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we did one week. Well, yes. I played Superfly and the Shaft soundtrack. Hey, right. Also classic. Um, and then... Uh, uh, Amy Mann uh, did a lot of songs in the film uh, Magnolia. Magnolia. Yeah, That's yeah. a great soundtrack. Yeah, uh, and then uh, I don't, I didn't have anything specific, but um, uh, Guy Ritchie 
for both Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels mm-hmm. and Snatch, both of them have really great soundtracks. And I was going to pick something off of one of those, but I uh, just what's, what's didn't the, have the song time. when they chased the, when they set loose the dog after the rabbit? Uh, That's, it, that was the one Snatch. I probably was going to pick. It's but such I don't a good remember. song, and I can't remember who it yeah. is. I don't recall. Anyway. Hmm. But yeah, so and I and I'm sure there were others. Oh, and. Uh, the uh, South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut, oh, as well as awesome. Team America World. Yes, uh, I was going to go blame with both Canada. Of those. Awesome. Yeah, I was going to play uh, uh, America. Uncle, fuck Uncle yeah. fucker. Uncle fucker. Okay, yeah, okay. Which is pretty amazing. <laughs> so. And no one played uh, Happy from uh, Despicable Me too. Uh, I don't think you need to. <laughs> no. If, that's the thing. The minute somebody turns off their turns off this podcast. It'll probably just be playing, playing somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> All you have to do is listen to something, right. and it will be there. Put a shell to your ear. It'll probably... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's good improv. That's good improv. <laughs> so tell, uh, we're all, tell us about your other podcast, guys, where we can find you on Twitter and Facebook. Our podcast is called Battleship Pretension. It's where we talk about movies, mm. um, and you can find that at battleshippretension.com. That's also where you can find our movie reviews and all, uh, all the other podcasts in our fleet, including... Uh, my TV podcast called Hey, Watch This. Uh, Tyler has a podcast called More Than One Lesson. You can email me, David, uh, at david at battleshippretension.com or email Tyler at Tyler at battleshippretension.com. I'm on Twitter at The Pretension. Tyler's on Twitter at Tyler Pretension. And Hey, Watch This, you co-host that with our poker buddy, uh, the, uh, the king of TV, Paul Goebel. The king of TV, Paul right. Goebel, yeah. Good, good, good. He's been on the show. And Tyler, or did he cover it for I you? Think I, uh, I think he basically covered it. My other show, More Than One Lesson, is... Uh, Film criticism from a Christian standpoint, mm-hmm. which uh, lately has meant uh, award nominated. About, uh, oh yes, it, it has been nominated <laughs> for several uh, podcast awards. Bullshit awards, uh, meaningless. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I will say, if people enjoy hearing other people shit on Kirk Cameron, uh, we did recently cover a film called Saving Christmas, which uh, so, is getting the worst reviews of any movie ever. Almost, which I do. Uh, Hang on now. Oh, uh, now I hold your horses. Now, hold on. Holy roller. Uh, the first, the first uh, few minutes of that episode, uh, I spend talking about how much I, I fucking hate that. <laughs> because it's not getting the worst reviews. It's getting the worst Him. user ratings. Ah, uh, there you go. People haven't seen the movie. See? Otherwise, it'd be making all kinds of money, but it's right. not. They're just rating it poorly so that it is rated poorly. And they might oh. be rating it without seeing it. I guarantee they are. Yes. Because here's the, here's the other thing is... I hate the movie. It's my least favorite movie of 2014, but I get to hate it. You saw it. I saw, you saw it. it. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. And I think it's horrible. <laughs> it's astounding how terrible it is. Is um, it so bad that it's funny that if I saw it, I, would, I could laugh I la- at it? I, uh, I laughed at a couple parts, okay. but it, it's more, more than anything, it's mystifying. It's just, it's <laughs> flabbergasting. You feel like the people that made it, they, th- they know what movies are in the sense that they've heard of them. <laughs> but I don't know if they've ever seen one. Or made one or yeah. even yeah, tried to shoot one. Oh, this but, is fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, they gave us... Uh, well, forget Nashville. I'm going to yeah. see this thing. Yeah, they gave us uh, that company, which I tried to get a free screener because I didn't like the idea of getting money, uh, paying money for it. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, they gave us a, a special Christmas gift in, in releasing that movie, and it gave us a, oh. a nice two-hour episode. <laughs> uh, well, we are at uh, Rock Solid Show on Twitter. I am at Pat underscore Francis. Mike, you have the uh, Travel Tales podcast. Yeah, TravelTalesPodcast.com and Travel Tales Pod on Twitter, and also uh, FunnyMike.com and FunnyMike on Twitter. And you can like us on Facebook. And I am going to play us out with the aforementioned king of the soundtracks, This is a little more Kenny Loggins. This is Footloose. Oh, classic.
Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.